right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Are You Entertained podcast, your ultimate source for all the reactions and conversation in the entertainment industry. I'm Trey Lessio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden, the consigliere. How you doing? Oh, feels, I'm doing good. Feels like we haven't been here in fucking forever. I, I mean, it does feel that it's been way. over a month, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, life gets in the way. We're adulting over here, so we're glad to get back in the saddle. We have a lot to talk about. We're back to break down. All the latest in music, movies, TV, and sports, as usual. Um, there's a lot to talk about. A lot has gone down. Honestly, straight up, this might be one of our longest podcasts ever, so prepare yourselves and get. let's get right into it. Uh, if you have to chop it up, you know, pause it, come back another day. We want you to get all this in here, but we're going to give a lot of content for you guys. So um, we're going to start out, as always, with our shoot the shit segment, um, kind of covering the stuff that we're not really going to break down in detail just kind of some stories and or uh, movies tvs music that we've listened to since the last podcast which is probably going to be a lot because it's been for a long time i I have a few things i kind of want to talk about but i'll ask brandon is there anything specific that we're not going to break down that you've listened to since the last podcast that i've listened listened to or seen whatever I know you didn't go see uh, the Venom movie. I kind of want to touch that a little bit. I haven't but. seen that yet. Um, started watching Manifest. Okay. And then that's started right. watching. Is that ABC or NBC? Uh, I believe that's ABC. Okay. I and it's know. good? No, that is NBC. I don't know. I don't I And don't it's know. good Good so far, though? Yeah, it's pretty good. You can tell it's starting to set it, everything up, so you're starting to kind of see the pieces kind of come together Kind of tell bit. me the premise, because I, I feel like I've seen a commercial, but yeah. I don't really so remember. So the... Um, airplane there's an airplane that went missing for five years okay and then they come back and like everybody's the exact same like they didn't age they didn't know huh. what happened no one knows like what happened to this plane and where it was doing what it was doing um trippy so it's 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 an interesting premise weird it's, but, yeah but it's one of those premise. where it could either be really really good or it could like fall off the rails and yeah. get canceled i think after like a year or two okay if, huh. if it's not careful you know what right, i mean like right, it's got to ride that line right now it's on the right path though yeah think? i think it's on the right path okay. uh the hard part is they have so many stories to tell that you can't tell too many stories at once and you've got to find a way to make them all connect you know sure sure so is it cheesy some of those network um, shows can yeah, be cheesy. No, sometimes. not not too bad. Uh, the other one, speaking of cheesy, is I started watching uh, a million little things. Oh, that is cheesy. I mean, there's some cheesy parts in it. Okay. You could definitely tell like they're going for their own. This like is us, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so far, it's it's pretty good. A mm. couple pretty emotional moments. Um, a okay. couple big like twists and turns i think along the way so far um huh. within the first couple of episodes already so it's shaping up to be both of them i think are shaping up to be pretty good um as long as they kind of you know stay the course and don't lose sight of what they're trying to do hell yeah um speaking of tv shows i uh watched the netflix limited series uh it was just i it's 10 or 12 episodes i don't really remember uh but it's called maniac with jonah hill and emma stone um it's very weird very trippy um again kind of an interesting premise it, the weirdest part for me was trying to find the setting like in terms of time wise like right. it kind of felt like it was maybe in the 80s maybe early 90s but then it had technology that we've never seen so it's like kind yeah, of trippy hard to tell yeah but Basically, the premise is they want to um, 
take away your deepest, darkest moments that cause pain. And you go, these two people go to the trial and you find out that somehow they're connected and it's just very trippy, very weird. But at the core theme, like I'm a, I'm a big like theme guy, Mm -hmm. like what I can pull from a show or a movie. Um, I thought in that regard, it was very good. Um, so yeah, I recommend it. If I mean, it's a it's a limited series. I don't think they they said that a, a second season is unlikely. So it's just kind of a quick right. little watch. So I'd recommend it. Um, yeah. Any any uh, music other than Young Sinatra and Carter Four and we are five? Excuse me. And we got to talk about Eminem, which kind of feels dated, but we got to fucking break it down. Right. Yeah, no, I don't think I've really heard much new music sure. outside of those. I mean, those are three. Those are the three albums, and I mean, shit, Wayne's album was long, three days long. So. Yeah, for sure. Then I got to talk about my uh, quickly my trips uh, during this time that we've kind of taken off from the podcast. I've taken two trips: one to Houston to see my sister, and uh, I went. We went to a Jay Z Beyonce concert. Um, incredible. Brandon and I have seen them in the Rose Bowl already in LA, but, uh, this time it was in Beyonce's hometown of Houston. Each town. DJ Khaled was there. Uh, he had a set before they went on and he brought out kind of H town legends like Bun B and, um, Scarface and Paul Wall and those type of guys. I mean, it was just kind of cool. They did like two songs each, but just kind of cool. Was Khaled lit or was he just like? He did his was fucking, he annoying? He did his fucking dancing. I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, I don't know. DJ Khaled is DJ Khaled. Like, was he just yelling shit the whole time over every song he'd play? I mean, yeah, basically. Not the whole time. He would kind of be the hype man for his own song, if you will. Right. Which is kind of weird, but... Did he play a lot of, like, his own music that uh, like, he produced? He kind of... He, so, all right. So, me and my sister came in a little bit late. So, we, we came in, like, mid set he'd maybe done a couple songs right i wanted a shirt because i i when i go to a concert i always like to get a shirt or a piece of merch we were in the merch line for literally an hour we got there an hour before the show start uh, was supposed to start and we walked in like maybe a song or two behind but gotcha. um so that was kind of annoying i did get a dope shirt and a dope hat but um so we might have missed a, a few of his songs i feel like he played a couple of his songs and then he kept bringing out people, uh, some random people too. He brought out Diddy's son. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's called King Combs. Yeah, he was he was on Wild and Out. Oh, really? Not too long ago. That's that's interesting. So maybe he's trying to kind of. He was okay. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to be on the level of like Jaden Smith anytime soon. But it was cool. And then I went to uh, Chicago with my buddy Jared to uh, see Sylvan Lequeux. It was a more intimate concert. Maybe a hundred people there, not even probably. But I uh, got meet and greets with Sylvan Lequeux, and he fucking knew me, bro. Have I told you seriously? This? You, I haven't told you really? this yet. No, we have oh, not shit. talked about this. Yes. So okay, so we got there also a little bit late because there was some kind of not scheduling issues, but like I didn't the the ticket didn't tell me when the meet and greet started. So we right. got there and we're just kind of chilling. And we're like, oh, what time should we get there? What time does the meet and greet start? So I called the the venue. They told me that doors opened at 6.30 and the meet and greet started at 7, which that's when the concert was supposed to start. So I'm like, that's kind of weird. That doesn't yeah. sound right. So I tweeted at Sylvan because... Honestly, me and Sylvan LeCue go, I don't want to say back and forth on Twitter a lot, right. but he, he responds yeah. quite a bit to me. 
Um, so I tweeted like, when does the meet and greet start? And he says five thirty, and I look at the clock and it's like five twenty, and I'm Ugh. like, fuck. So we get in the Uber, we s- speed down there, we get there a little bit late, like it was still perfect, it was fine. We walk in and it's literally just. Um, a bunch, not a bunch of people, maybe like 10, 15 people. And they're just kind of chilling and it's like a, a conversation, which was really cool. And they're just talking about hip hop and life. And, uh, I kind of hop right in the hip hop conversation. We start talking about Eminem and Jay-Z and kind of the state of hip hop. It was really cool. Um, and then his time was kind of up and he's like, Oh, let's take pictures. Wait, I gotta go. And so he gets up and right when he's gets up, he's like next to me. And obviously I got there late. So we hadn't like introduce ourselves so he's like oh i haven't been formally introduced whatever what's your name and i said trey and he said oh trey and like he didn't know how to say my last name but he's like trey uh, and i was like oh shit and <laughs> i was like dope. yeah i was like yeah dude we go back and forth on twitter i feel like i know you and like he's like yeah we've, we've like email because back in the day yeah, I remember the that. the intern thing he's like he's like we talked about that a little bit and it, it was just really fucking cool yeah that is cool yeah i mean you could say you could say maybe he doesn't have a big following yet but it was kind. Of, it was just kind of cool yeah, for me. Yeah, for sure. Put on a great show, so that was cool. He brought out Saba. I dabbed him oh, with Saba. Okay. Yes, that was cool too. So um, we did the meet and greet, and there's kind of a downtime between the concert. Me and Jared are kind of just eating like appetizers before because we're fucking hungry before the concert. And so, so, like a dude who looked like Saba walks in, and Jared. He he likes hip hop, but not on not in the same level as right. me. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Saba, and he didn't really know. And he goes, maybe. And so he walked by, and he go, I go, Saba, love the album, and he shook up with me. I was like, that's yeah, fucking there lit. You go. He so Sylvan brought out Saba. It was it was dope. So that was really cool. Um, yeah. So I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of like traveling a little bit. There you like, go. It's pretty fucking fun. I went to Vegas. <laughs> you went to Vegas. Yes. Dude. I didn't do anything like over the top. Yeah. Didn't no see brothels, shows or anything. No, no brothels. Nothing like not that. this time. You okay. weren't there, so we couldn't. We that, couldn't. We that didn't feel true. right doing that. That is true. Yeah, you have to wait for me for that. But uh, yeah. So um, did you? I mean, win any money? I know. No. I know you did the little parlay. Yeah, but. I did a couple. I had a thirty-seven thousand dollar parlay. If they would have hit twelve teams. Yeah. One nine of them, but that would have been lit, dude. Yeah, oh yeah. But nothing big, nothing, no, big. nothing big. That's fair. Um, I guess just a kind of, kind of a short and sweet Spider-Man video game. Fucking incredible. Yeah, you you told me you got. I, I sped on through it. it. I'm kind of a degenerate, but um, I probably finished it in a week, week and a half, two weeks. Uh, I finished the main story. There's still some side missions, but. If you're like a story video game guy, highly recommend it. And it's just Marvel and Spider-Man. A lot of kind of Easter eggs. Were there any other characters in it? Um, Not like in terms of like Avengers or anything like that. They did have the Avengers Tower. So it's like an open world game. The Avengers Tower was in it. The Wakanda Embassy was in it. There might be a Doctor Strange reference. I didn't actually see that, but um, there might be. And have Spider-Man villains? Yeah, it was all Spider-Man villains. Like... Yeah, the Sinister Six was in it, and it kind of left the door open for a sequel video game and or more Marvel games, which I'm really hyped about. So that was cool. Um, we got to briefly talk about Big Brother, the winner. Yeah. Uh, that that ended in our kind of hiatus. Um, we I think we could agree that Tyler was probably the best player. You don't want to it's agree close. with me? It's close. It's close. So you're saying maybe Casey? I think I think Tyler played the best overall game. Okay. But I think where he faded at the end, Casey came on at the end. Let's, let's elaborate on that. So, like, 
jury management wise, you mean? Well, or? okay, so yeah. So from the whole game point, you could see like Tyler early on was, I mean, head and shoulders like, the best player, best player, yeah. right? And then it seemed like because he had made so many ties with different people, mm-hmm. he was, had to obviously had cut to, those ties, yeah, exactly. which is hurting him along the way. Sure. And then he wasn't winning as many comps where Casey never really had those ties with anybody except for Angela and Tyler. Yeah. Um, she was never really pissing people off. Mm. Um, and she then she was winning she a to. shit ton of comps. She won when she the had end. to. Um, the other part of it was he got wifed up a little bit with Angela who – Honestly, I think that hurts him because Angela turned off a lot of people, oh, yeah. especially the majority of the jury. The jury, yeah. So even if people maybe like Tyler, you're like, well, I don't really like Angela. Yeah. Uh, so let me just throw my vote to Casey. So uh, Casey played a very low key game at the beginning, but I think at the end, she, I, I think she showed that. Yeah, she I, was there, and it's a, it's a question of do and we you, didn't even are say you going who overall won. game or are you going end game? Sure, sure. And we didn't even say who won. Casey did Casey end up won. winning. Um, I would say Tyler definitely deserved more in an overall sense, but totally not taking anything away from Casey because she right. won and she you know deserves to win. Um, Tyler I, played a harder game. I'll say that, and yeah. he played a more like. Start to finish, he was more complete. Yeah, and he did more. Yeah. Uh, whereas Casey really kind of stayed low key. You know, tried to make relationships where she could. Really, she did more like damage control versus sure. rather like extending an olive branch. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but she definitely kicked ass yeah. in those comps. Ca- at the Casey's end. win was definitely justified. Um, I, I totally it was agree a lot better justified than last year with Josh. Oh hell yeah, hell yes. Um, and then Tyler won America's uh, favorite house guest, which I didn't know. That if you got first or second, obviously you're taking home money anyway. I didn't know that you could right. still win that. I think that, I mean, maybe down the line it, it's happened before, but that's the first time it's happened kind of that I can remember. Um, I would have given that to Haley just because she's yeah, such a smoke. And Haley she's just a it. genuinely right. good person, and she was probably the best player on that shitty-ass oh, other yeah, side far, of the house. Yeah. Okay. Um just some albums that I've listened to: Lupe Fiasco, No Name, um, Black. Very good albums, you know. Noteworthy, nothing like crazy. The Lupe album was actually very, very intricate and um, painted a picture. He basically created this story. It, it's called uh, Dragas Wave, and basically he paints this story of how slaves on the slave ship when they got kicked off the slave ship they live and they're he's kind of telling the story through these lives very very deep and very you need you need some stamina to listen to it but yeah. if you can get through it it's good and the last thing i want to talk about venom i really wanted to like this movie i really really did um but it just it was not good in my opinion yeah. a lot of people like it so it got it, it got a 31% on rotten tomatoes critically the audience score, I think right now, I think I looked last night and it was at like an 89. So people like this movie. I don't know if my expectations were off. The more I think about it, the more I think it may be the marketing because originally we were thinking like it was going to be a rated R movie. I was thinking it was going to be dark, um, not scary, but like just dark. Thrilling kind of. Yeah. Um, like doesn't give a fuck. Maybe he's going to kill some people, stuff like that. But honestly, it was more funny than anything. And not in terms of like, LOL funny, like cheesy ass funny. Let me just, just for like DC. 
kind of, but me, I don't know. There like, were parts if you didn't know it was a Marvel movie going into it, would you have left thinking it was more Marvel or more DC? Ah, that's tough. Probably DC, if we're talking like I didn't know anything about it, just because of kind of the CGI and the right. you know that type of shit. But um, one, I did. I honestly thought the CGI was bad in parts. There were parts where Tom Hardy was in the hospital, and you can like see the CGI flashing, and I'm just like, Ugh, like that does not look good. And then it was cheesy as hell. Like, just for example, the uh, what happens is the venom is like a symbiote. So, um, if you touch, if you get it, and you touch another person, it go the venom goes to another person. A dog gets it. Yeah, which that's weird to me. That uh, I mean, I didn't know anything about this movie, and I still haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, or like about like venom as a character. Is that like anybody could get it? Yeah. So it's basically like. But it's not that special. I mean, do you want me to spoil it for you? I no, I don't. Uh, okay, I don't because yeah, I will see it. It's worth a watch. Um, there's definitely gonna. I mean, it did do well at the box office, and they set it up in a post credit scene where there's gonna be a sequel. So I'll, I'll be here for the sequel. It's just I, I wanted it to be better. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's and all I, I can really like, say. I feel like because it's been in our face so much. First off, we've been talking about this movie for a long time. Yeah. Second, I mean, it's every other commercial on TV. It doesn't yeah, matter true. what you're watching. That you go in, it's Marvel. Um, it's kind of a different twist on a Marvel movies uh, coming from like a dark side kind of mm-hmm. perspective. Uh, I feel like you go in just being like, it's going to be good. Yeah. And so people are kind of training like. They're, they're like psyching themselves into yeah. thinking, yeah, it was good. So you, it was good. Yeah, I guess it's hard for you to say, like, do you think no, that's why I, people like, like it? Because but, I, I yeah. heard people say, like, like I'd ask, like, oh, how'd you like it? And they're like, oh, it was good. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, if you if you go like that, that doesn't mean it was good. Yeah. If you have to think about if a movie was it wasn't good, you just yeah. wanted to like it, so you're saying you liked it. Yeah, and, and I just want to point out to you, I want to point out to you, you say – I only review movies, and I'm always positive. I did tweet; oh, it was very first, subpar. For first time, we've got a. I know a negative. I felt Nancy. so bad about it too. Yeah, I was, like, I bet you I did. was like trying to talk myself. Like, is this a good movie? <laughs> Try to type down. I love this movie. It's I don't so know, good. man. It's not that good. Then I did you, get a cool free poster out of the deal, though, so that was all right. There you go. All right, let's get into some real segments here. Um, like I said, it might be a long one. I apologize, but we want to get all this content for you guys. So uh, a lot of albums dropped, some on the same day. Um, let's start out and break down YS4. That is Young Sinatra Yusuf. 4 by Yusuf. <laughs> I like that. That's like funny. That. Uh, by Logic. As you all know, I'm a big Logic guy. This one was really special to me because um, I feel like I, I, I kind of discovered Logic as Young Sinatra. So the very first mixtape that I listened to was Undeniable back in 2012, I believe. And um, I went back and listened to his old mixtapes. I, stu- I stuck around for all the albums. And I just feel like I'm a true fan. I put people on to Logic. And I was there before 1-800 where he really, truly blew up. So it's just very cool to see him go back to his young Sinatra roots. Um, I-, I really enjoyed this album. Um, this He considered this an album not a mixtape which i we can talk about that if you really want to but uh let's just kind of get some tidbits here and break it down so uh logic um originally revealed that he'd be dropping young sinatra 4 as a full-length album on september 28th via a freestyle video that he put on social media many had speculated it was coming with the hints he left on the artwork for the singles he kind of dropped um 
kind of the logo on those single artworks. So people kind of speculated that it was coming and it was confirmed. Um, it was 14 songs, an hour and 16 minutes in length. Features from Lucy Rose, who has been on uh, previous albums, The Incredible True Story and Everybody, Ryan Tedder from One Republic, the entire Wu-Tang Clan, which um, Mark, don't, don't you may want to fact check me. I don't think it's ever been done before. The whole Wu-Tang Clan. Obviously, ODB, Old Dirty, Old Dirty Bastard is dead, RIP. But he got the entire Wu-Tang Clan on one song called Wu-Tang Forever. And it was a boom bap crazy shit fest. It was awesome. Uh, Wale was on it. Haley Seinfeld was on it. Big Lembo, Jaden Smith, and more. Um, just a lot going on on this album. Very nostalgic in my mind. Uh, do you have a favorite song, feature, beat, line, theme? Um, what, just what do you think about this album? Right. Well, first off, the favorite is uh, definitely the the title song. Yes, Why it's for? Yes, <laughs> uh, Okay. Yeah, Young Sinatra 4. Um just because it kind of it does take you back. I mean, yeah. I was saying I can't believe he got that sample. I know life's a bitch and, and then, then you die. die. That's why yeah. we get high. Yeah. The I mean, just hearing that, honestly, I just started like smiling. Hell yeah! Like because uh, we talked about this, uh, you know, on our last podcast uh, three years ago um, about <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> I caught that like <laughs> and I was like, what the hell <laughs> about funny. how. Personally, for me, I, I like Logic, but I prefer mixtape logic, logic to album Logic. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about it. We can kind of talk about it. Nah, this definitely felt mixtape Logic. Mm -hmm. There wasn't that cohesiveness, which, you know, I'm a cohesive. I like cohesive yeah. albums for sure. Um, but it's nice to hear Logic just kind of like. Boom, bap. Let me Right. Let me do this to this beat. Okay, let me get another beat. Let me do this. And yeah. instead of trying to piece it all together, it's just let me give you really high quality um on each individual song. Sure. So, uh it definitely felt like that. Um you know, was it if I considered this a mixtape, I don't know if I would rank it as the best really? Logic mixtape. Oh, cuz you're a big Welcome to Forever Welcome guy. To forever. Okay. So you um, don't you don't right off the top, you don't say it's uh better than Welcome to Forever. Probably not, okay. but it might just be because of the esteem I hold. Yeah, because that's how you right. discovered him. Right, and that's sure. that, That's one of my, I mean, maybe Detroit's probably a better mixtape just off the top of my head. Okay. Um, that Like I felt, you know. Sure, sure. Um, but no, it, it was it was all very good. I There wasn't, it's still pretty fresh. I, I mean, I think I've listened to it maybe three times. Okay. Um, but yeah, Young Sinatra 4 is definitely my favorite. The one with Haley Steinfeld, I actually really enjoyed. That is good. I could day. see that honestly being a radio yeah, song. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, yeah, there was no song where I listened and I was like, mm, that's okay. Or yeah. Like, that's not very good. I would say the worst song on it, and I still vibed with it, was uh, The Adventures of Stony Bob. That's probably my least favorite on the album. Um, still fun. I think the maybe best part of this album, other than the the nostalgia, because we all love Young Sinatra, um, but it had a little bit of everything. You know, you get the kind of album sense where it was uh, Kai and Thomas at the beginning, where uh, everybody right. left off, where they were walking, and they're like, "Oh, we have great walking music. Let's throw on the the al the fourth album, the last one." And he goes, "Oh hell, what the fuck? He has a million albums." <laughs> and he goes, "No, the the last Young Sinatra album. Right. That was a good." kind of twist that they yeah, played. Was. That, that was funny so we get that we get um the boom bap most of this is boom bap which it's just hardcore fucking rap he's rapping his ass off bars um 
lyricism, just the return. Um, what's the other one? Uh, the Glorious Five. Um, what's the other single that he dropped? Everybody Dies. Just yeah. some great fucking rapidy rap songs. You have the Wu-Tang song where it's just bars on bars. Um, that one was honestly, it took some stamina to get through it. It's pretty long. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't know if I'll say like, oh my God, I'm, I play that on repeat. I can't listen to an eight-minute song a million times. But just hearing that right off the top and you're like, holy shit, this is an event. Wu-Tang is together. It's just kind of that off factor. Right. That, that was cool. You got the radio, the potential radio, the the radio hit one day, and then the potential radio hit was Haley Steinfeld, Ordinary Day. My favorite is Legacy. That shit okay. is so fucking deep. Like, I, so I, this is kind of random and kind of just funny, but um, do you remember back? So I don't know if I've ever officially kind of announced this on um, the podcast because I was hyping it up so much. I kept teasing it. So back at the very beginning yeah. of the year, yeah. I um, I had it in mind. I wanted to do a documentary about uh, me creating an album. So the premise of it was like, like, oh, anybody could be a rap. Like, let's say I tweeted out, like, you give me a beat, you give me a few beats, a producer, um, and I can make you a good rap album. So that's like the premise. And like, people would be like, oh, hell no, you could not. Right. And so it's kind of testing those waters, like, to see if I can make it. That was the premise of it. And I wanted the documentary to be about me cre- going through this process and creating an album. Um, as I, as I learned, it was a lot fucking harder than, um, I anticipated I'd got a lot of footage actually of me writing and me kind of listening to beats and um, rapping. Um, I still would like to come back um, and do it eventually if I got the right people, but it's just hard to find producers and shit. But anyway, so the premise of the album that I was going for was seriously this song. Okay. The album was going to be called Legacy, and it was going to be about like – like at the beginning, you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do something to make a name for myself, to leave a lasting legacy. Like I gotta put out something great. And then at the end, like this, it's a, it was gonna be a concept album, and I was gonna realize like, who gives a shit? Like as long as I'm happy, as as long as I'm with people who make me happy, and that's gonna be my legacy. So it kind of it was gonna be the full circle, and this was kind of what i was going for put into one song and when i heard the song i was like damn i I feel like i could write a screenplay like about this theme and i'm going to um it's going to be kind of down the road a little bit i still got to kind of play with the idea but like i was just so inspired by that song the storytelling he's rapping from different perspectives um i just thought the message was really good like at the end he says fuck a legacy i'm gonna go live my life like i thought that was really like deep um Mm -hmm. so I really enjoyed that song, but YS4 was amazing. Excuse me. Um, The Return is just amazing. He says, Jay-Z, hop up on the track with me. I thought that shit was awesome. I could truly see Jay-Z on his next, like, album album, the Ultra 85. That would be insane. Just a lot, a lot of of shit here, and I just, I'm a big fan of it. Um, So let me ask you this. Is this Logic's best album? So we're talking album. Um, If you want to rank everything with the bobby tarantinos and the young sinatra mixtapes you can um but i'm focusing specifically on under pressure incredible true story everybody and now ys4 so um, that's a good question yeah so honestly i would okay let me yeah let you i'll let you kind of say what you i'm I'm pretty open that incredible true story is my least favorite okay so i probably agree with you that'd be at the bottom 
And then it gets tough because I really like this one. I really like Under Pressure, and I really like everybody. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go everybody. The first one. All right. The most you're recent saying. one as, like, number three. Okay. Right, because there's four, right? Am I wait, wait. You're right? saying why is four as no. number three? Or number four three? is Incredible True Story. <laughs> okay, okay. Number three <laughs> is everybody. Okay. I'd probably go this number two under pressure number one. Nice. That's a good list. Uh, it varies for me day to day. I don't even know if I could put it in right. a list. The top three interchangeable. interchangeable. <laughs> number four is definitely, I think, always going to be incredible. I think I, I would probably agree with that. Right now, I think it's YS4 just because the novelty effect hasn't worn off. But I really do love this album. I think it's really good. He goes. He kind of goes back to the reason why he made this incredible fan right. base so it, the nostalgia is there it's great he kind of um it's just very fun there's everything on this album there's a vibe for everything um but everybody kind of had the message um yes i could argue that the message was conveyed a little bit sloppily if that's even a word i don't know but um it is now yeah it is now i don't i don't know i wish I wish it was told in more of a cohesive and kind of deeper way, but I still really like the album. It was really good. And then I don't but know. I also think that wasn't that wasn't the point of this album. The point. No, of this I was album, saying for everybody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I I was saying I for everybody. This okay. one is not a concept album. It was just good fucking music. I missed the part about it. No, you're, you're good. You're and, right then. And then the more I listen to Under Pressure, the more I think like before the YS4 came out that damn that may be his best album. So Under Pressure is just fucking great. Everybody has the message. It has the one eight hundred song that kind of put him on the mainstream right. map, and then he has YS4 with the nostalgia. So. A lot going there. Um, let's see here. We kind of talked about do we think Logic is best as Young Sinatra. Do you, I mean, you said mixtape bo- uh, Logic, but would you take Young Sinatra, Bobby Tarantino, or Album Logic if you had to pick one? Or yeah, taking, are they all the same? No, I'm, take, I'm taking Young Sinatra. Me, me as well. The boom bap shit, baby. We love it. Um, so what do you accept, expect Excuse me, from Logic moving forward uh, on the song, The Return? He said, I'm sitting on five unreleased albums. Uh, what do you make of this? We, we think, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Ultra 85 is coming. I don't know if it's going to be the next one, but um, I think that should be the next album album. But do you think he'll come with a mixtape? Actually, I, I have been watching some interviews. Sorry to kind of cut you off there, but... Um, he wrote a novel called Supermarket, and apparently he's going to have a soundtrack for that novel, which will be okay. very cool. Uh, in the interview, he said that it's not even going to be like a rap album. It's going to be more music. He's going to be playing the piano and guitar. Um, so I'm, I'm interested for that. I mean, it's logic, so I'll listen. But um, I'm really excited for that Ultra 85. I yeah. think he's going to pull some some big features on that one. But. What do you what do you think of all the the five unreleased albums? Yeah, I don't know. It he could drop them as random mixtapes. He could just give us random songs at different times. I don't think he's just gonna be like, "Yo, here's five albums." Like, <laughs> no, you know what no, I mean? no. Like, yeah, I it, just it, it makes me wonder. Like, do you think we're gonna get another Bobby Tarantino? Do you think we're gonna just get? All I feel like five? the Bobby Tarantino stuff's got to be about. Played I, I hope I hope He's Bob, two. Bobby Tarantino is my least favorite of the logic right. ultra think, egos I think that would probably be everybody's yeah or like the well, majority well I don't know about that because these kind of 
these I don't want to say these kids, but like the people who like the turn up like that more, I would say. Well, they might like it more, but they're also probably not logic fans in the first place. Very so true. Very true. I think to the true logic fans, Bobby Tarantino's probably the least favorite. I, I would agree with that statement. So I would agree. Hopefully we're done with the Bobby Tarantino yeah, stuff. But YS four, fucking amazing. Um it will more than likely be in my top ten. So um December's Around the corner, it's fucking coming. I mean, it's getting cold. We're getting there. So, um, yeah, I I expect it to be in my top ten. But um, let's move on to the Carter Five. The hype on this one was incredible. Um, Lil Wayne finally put out a new album. Uh, This is his first album in three years since the title-exclusive Free Wheezy album. Not a lot of people know about that. But it was actually a pretty decent album. Um, his first album on all platforms in five years since I'm Not a Human Being 2, and the first Carter album in seven years since the Carter 4, obviously. Uh, the Carter 5 was 23 songs, an hour and 20 minutes, 28 minutes, excuse me, in length. Features from XX Extension, Posthumous, obviously he uh, passed away, RIP. Uh, Travis Scott, Nicki Minaj, Kendrick Lamar, his daughter, Regine Carter, Snoop Dogg, Ashanti, Mac Main, and more. Um, just a lot, a lot going on with this album as well. It was, I would say, a little bit long-winded, but the people are enjoying it. This album has been breaking records. Lil Wayne, and this isn't the only record that's been broken. I'm pretty sure um, there's more. This is just the one I have on paper. Uh, Lil Wayne became the first artist to ever debut two songs in the Billboard Hot 100 Top 5 at once. The song Mona Lisa with Kendrick Lamar is eligible for gold, and then I also saw on Twitter that the whole album, the Carter 5, is eligible for a gold plaque as well. Um so people are fucking with this album. Actually, it was funny because when I was in Chicago, we went to the concert on a Thursday night, and we went to the bar afterwards, and the bar was just straight playing the Carter Five. I was like, this is going to be fucking awesome when I actually get to listen to this. Um, but do you have a favorite song, feature, beat, line, theme, etc.? What, what do you think? Well, I mean, Mona Lisa is definitely top tier. I, th- I think the best one. Um, Ooh, I don't know. Dedicate is my shit. Dedicates yeah. fire, uproars fire, which a lot of people I don't know if they realize this. Uh, he kind of reused a beat on uproar. He had that on one of the dedication mixtapes, and I'm pretty sure J Cole was featured on that same song. But uh, he kind of throws in Swizz beats, and he the Swizzy is kind of the hype man. I don't know if he originally produced the other one, but he hopped on this one. Um, but that that one is really kind of a fun song to vibe to too. Right. But the one that's really getting the play is Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa because it's Kendrick Lamar. I don't know if a lot of people know that that song was originally recorded in 2014, Damn. as was the Travis Scott song too. So um, the song, I mean, I think it was updated, obviously, you know, more right. and more um, as it became. Light, that it came to light that the Carter Five was going to come out, but it was originally recorded in 2014. So, fun fact for you. What, so, you think Mona Lisa is the best yeah, that, one? Though? That, that's that's probably for sure my favorite one. Um, just just to be 100 percent honest, I've listened all the way through once, same, and like picked and chose like or pick and choose like a couple of songs. That's you know? that's the same with me. It is very long. It's long winded. And uh, I would say when when I was listening to it all the way through, I definitely liked the first half more. Yes, yes. Not to say no, that the second half agree. didn't have good songs, yeah. but the first half really caught my attention more. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Except for I hated the beginning. The I love you, Dwayne, or whatever. Oh, where, the like, mom, his mom crying. Talk, yeah. Yeah, that kind of went on like, a little long. Like, first off, this is an hour and a half. <laughs> That's like two minutes long. 
<laughs> get that shit out of here. That's funny. You know, you got get that at the end. <laughs> you got twenty some songs. Get that out of here. Uh, that's funny. Um, and don't you think that start this shit off right should have been at the beginning? You would think. You would think, think, right? Like, think. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I definitely think he probably should have shrunk this a little bit. Okay, there probably could have taken, been songs that have been cut. Yeah, absolutely. Probably taking a couple features off. Um, like I don't think we needed Snoop. Um, a lot of people like that song, but uh, I think if you're gonna have Nicki, why don't you have Drake? Yeah, so you know, let me talk about that real quick. Um, interject this: Drake and Post Malone were reportedly supposed to be on a song together. I think on the same song, uh, but it obviously didn't make the cut. Do you think this would have made the album better or just more long-winded? Or do you think it would have been better if they cut one of the other songs and replaced it? Right. With I don't think you ever are gonna here it's too long-winded if you were to throw an additional just drake verse on or especially even drake with posty yeah drake and post that song would have done right numbers well, i would have honestly so if this if if i got to choose i would have taken two songs well, i would have probably take like five or six songs off yeah drake would have definitely been he would have given me a verse with nikki uh just because those are like the iconic trio for yeah, young, it's young money, money you know um i probably would have then liked um at bare minimum I mean, believe me or not believe me. What the hell's the believe me? The was old that, song with right, Drake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the one? On I there? thought that was going to be on this, but obviously that would have made it a little dated. So, uh, like, I would have thought we'd get a Drake hook yeah. with Wayne Bars. I'm really surprised. Right? But, w- w- do you do you th- do you have a reasoning? Like, why do you think he left him off? I'm not sure. I, I think I have a reason. Okay. And I mean, if it, I had to like really guess, it. <sighs> You don't want to say it? I don't know if I want to say it, but it's almost like The Apprentice had... It, it's like... That's what I'm about to say. Th- think of it this way. Drake is... Drake is Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yeah. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is, is Wayne. Wayne. Except for, like, way too quickly, it feels like. Anakin had way more power and strength. Yeah. And was just, like, an overall better... Yeah, but I think a lot of that was due to fucking Birdman locking this album up in the vault. No, absolutely. Yeah. But also, I mean, let's not act like three of Wayne's last albums weren't just pure trash. I mean, not all, but his last couple projects haven't been good. Yeah, I I don't You know what I mean? I don't really listen to like the dedications anymore. I don't know. I'm an album guy now. I am not a human being, too. This first one was okay. Yeah, I said two. The second one... Had a couple good songs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. This so is like, a good album. No, this is. I like this, this album. Is, this is. It was just it a little long It lived up to the hype it was the most a, it could. A little long-winded. Where I was going anyway. Oh, sorry. To, uh, yeah. Not, get I, you off track. I'm done with the Jedi theory, by the way. We're moving on to that. Can, that, I, can, that's I, kind add, of the can I add to the yeah, Drake ahead. thing before you... Are you so no, go ahead. That? Go ahead. I was just going to say... I, I'll say it straight up. I think Drake... If he, I, I don't want to say like he... This is Lil Wayne's mindset, but in my mind, I think Drake is bigger than Lil Wayne right now. Oh, 100%. And maybe he didn't want that to kind of overshadow the Carter Five hype. No, I, I, I agree. That's why I think subconsciously maybe he left him off. That's just me, though. I don't know. Oh, I, I kind of agree. Uh, no, the other thing I was just going to say is I would have liked a Wayne and Posty song, just those two, because they're both really unique, creative. Like, they're not afraid to try, yeah. like some weird things so they might have been able to come up with some pretty cool stuff yeah and posty has an absolute huge following right now right um it was just it would have done numbers and i heard when i heard about this drake and post song i heard that posty 
um, sent in his like vocals or his verse, whatever, the day before it dropped. So it was one of those deals where like it was right up to right. the to the cut time. So maybe that's why it didn't make the cut. But I, who knows? Maybe we'll get a deluxe version, or maybe we'll get this as kind of a Lucy um, single. But I'd be here for that song a lot. But overall, I think. This lived up to the hype the most it could. Uh, it was kind of impossible hype. Like it's right. been seven fucking years in the making. Um, it's just it, it was a good album. There were songs better than others. It was very long winded. I still liked it. Um, we're gonna really break down the Eminem album, but I think in terms of careers, I think there are a lot of correlations between. Eminem and Lil Wayne, differing opinions within hip hop currently, which we can talk about, but I think there are a lot of correlations there. And I'd even be like interested in either writing an article or reading an article about that. But um, that's kind of a different conversation. I just, I, I, I really did like this album. I'm debating whether to, it, it's going to crack my top 10 or not. Um, but there's a lot of fucking good albums this year. But um, it, it, it's on that level where it could be top 10, I think. Close. Close? It's close. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. And maybe in any other year of music, it Yeah, it there, there is. is a shit ton of good right. albums this year. It's it's crazy. And there's more to come. But uh, that's the Carter Five for you. It was, it was cool. I, my favorite is definitely Dedicate, so go bump that. Um, let's move on to uh, some bullshit. Uh, Kanye West is in the news again. All over again. He stays in the news. He stays in the news. So I'm kind of going to try to go chronologically here. Uh, first, first, Kanye tweeted a random picture of an album. George Bush hates black people. Yeah, I guess we could start all the way back <laughs> then. That probably really rounded out. But uh, th- we're going to intertwine the politics with the music. So first, Kanye tweeted a random picture of an album with no cover and a purple piece of tape. Um, very similar to his Yeezus album artwork uh he then tweeted the same minimalistic artwork with the date 9 18 and the and word Trey, let me ask you a question yes what's today's date um 10 11 and did 18. we get a Kanye album yeah 10 9 18 definitely has passed and we have no okay. Kanye album i anyway, know you like to back to your order you like events. to point that out uh the word yandi was also attached to this uh picture um, it appeared obviously to be a release date and a title for the album. Um, obviously, we have Yandi and Jesus. Um, you know, you can say Jesus and Jesus, and maybe Gandhi and Yandi. I'm just saying. Um, so it may have been the sequel to Jesus. Who knows? Um, let's see. Uh, it seemed logical that the album was going to drop on September 29th because Saturday Night Live announced that uh, Kanye West would be the musical guest that night. Uh, September 29th, as Brandon pointed out, came and went, and Yandi has still not dropped. Uh, Kanye also apparently held the SNL cast hostage, in quotes, while he gave a pro-Trump speech after the show aired. His wife, Kim Kardashian, then tweeted, the new release date for Yandi is November 23rd. Yawn. Um, Yan and Yandi, no, no pun intended. But uh, today, actually, Kanye met with the president, Donald Trump, and uh, talked to the media about racism, uh, prison reform, mental illness, and more. He even hugged Trump, which and is very interesting. Gave and he gave his away his passcode, which has to be all zeros. Yeah, real. I gotta say, real tight, quick, tight security. I gotta say, real quick. Uh, one of the political guys that I follow 
<laughs> after like the press pool came and went, mm-hmm. and they like answered a bunch of questions. And stuff. Was he there? The, the guy, the guy. no, oh, okay, no. He was like, "How come someone didn't uh, ask him what the ETA was on Yandi?" <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking. It was funny. pretty funny. <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, but anyway, Kanye has been very political lately. Um, a lot of times on the opposite side of where people would expect Kanye to be. Um, let's let's get into this. Let's first start on the music side of things, then we can get political if we want. Um, are you even interested in new music from Kanye? I, I don't know. To me, this is very polarizing for me because obviously I like Kanye's music. Um, I even enjoyed Ye. It hasn't really aged like the greatest, obviously, but um, I thought it was good music when it first dropped, and I still listen to it if it comes up on Shuffle. But like, I don't know. It's hard for me to separate music from the person you are like if you're a fucking asshole and a dick and your views don't align with mine like i'm not saying like you have to be the same person as me and you have to think the same way i do but like if you're just out there and like saying shit that i don't agree with i'm probably not gonna i don't fuck with you that much so i don't know like i I don't want to say like Kanye's canceled, but he's fucking close for me. Like, so when I when I saw that this album isn't coming out till November, I'm like, great, I don't really care. But at the same time, like it's hard, and I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite because I'm gonna listen to this album, and it probably will be decent to good. Um, it's just I don't know. I I don't know if this is all genuine. If he really wants to change some things, or he's just fucking spazzing out in the news and this is really just kind of a build-up for his fucking album you know what i mean it's it doesn't feel genuine it doesn't feel like he really is meaning the things he says but at the same time it's kanye and who the fuck knows with him it's just i don't know it's it's weird but anyway back to the album it's rumored to feature xxx extension uh takashi 69 which god Jesus Christ. Um, and Ty Dolla Sign, Young Thug, and more, I guess. Speaking on the musical side of things, and we can get back to kind of my fucking rant and the political side of things, but what would your expectations be for this album? Do you think it will be a seven-track album, a full-length project? Does the pushback piss you off, or do you think it will allow Kanye time to actually finish the album and put forth effort? A lot, a lot, of, a lot of shit there, but... What do you what do you think about? Yeah, all let's this? start with the futures. If those are the futures, uh, I'm going to very, I'm going to have a lot of questions. Yeah, the only one I really fuck with is Ty Dolla Sign. I can handle Young Thug, but the two others, yeah. please, please, especially Six Nine. Yeah, get get him the fuck out of there's here. There's no need. Um, yeah, so I mean, if those are the futures. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, especially yeah. if it's a seven track album and those oh, are the yeah. futures. Yeah. Um, Do you think it will be a seven track? I kind of think yes. <sighs> I kind of see think that would be shitty too, though. Just because I think Kanye just wants to like start trends and be a trendsetter. Yeah, and he really, I think he wants to ride the wave of like seven track album, seven track album. I hope. Like, oh, God damn it! I hope that's not the way. Even especially if you push this shit, like you 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 promoted this fucking thing. I saw he was taking pictures of billboards. That had the date on it nine twenty nine eighteen, and this man doesn't drop the fucking album on nine twenty nine. And I know you have the theory about like don't they don't ever believe rappers and their release dates, but when you promote it and when you're on SNL and like it's it's there for the taking, 
You're supposed to drop that shit when it's supposed to drop. But the fact that it gets pushed makes me think, like, maybe it'll be a full length. But like you said, Kanye is a total trendsetter, and maybe it will be seven tracks. I don't know. If it's a seven track, I'm definitely, like, not going to be as fully here for it as if if it were a 14 song. You know what I mean? No, I agree. But All right, let's get... You want to talk a little politics now? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, so now we can talk about the political side of Kanye, if that's even such a fucking thing. Uh, here, so we kind of texted back and forth a while ago when uh, the when he kind of held the SNL cast hostage. Um, so here's, I, I, I don't want to sound like a total dick and like a total, because I'm really not fully into politics here. But Kanye is doing a thing where he preaches love. He some of the thing, if you just look at the tweets, which by the way he deleted his Twitter and his Instagram, um, but I'm sure it's going to come back. But when he was on his Twitter rants, there were some things where I'm like, just to the naked eye, where I just look at that tweet and I'm like, you know what? I agree with this. I gave it the fucking like probably on Twitter. Like, like he preaches love sometimes, and I'm like, damn, that like that's real. I I, I like that. But the more you peel back and the more he reveals who he supports and who those people support and those things that those people support, um, it's just it, it doesn't it, it makes you question if it's genuine. So I, I'm scared that when Kanye preaches love, people are going to look at that and be like, oh, it's love. He wants he wants the world to love themselves, like love each other, which every who doesn't fucking want that but i i feel like it's gonna be it's more in kanye in in kanye's mind i guess not in his mind but subconsciously he's brainwashing these people with the word love just to push his fucking agenda here if, if i'm peeling back all the layers this is genuinely what i think about kanye i don't think kanye really gives a shit about politics at all i think he genuinely likes donald trump because Donald Trump op- opened the door for pop culture figures to enter the White House. And I genuinely think Kanye is such an egomaniac that he wants to run for president in 2020. And Donald Trump opened that door. And so it gives him hope to be the president. I don't think he gives a shit about politics. Because if you genuinely listen to what he says and kind of not just the snippets on Twitter and TMZ and all this shit... He does have some good things to say when it comes to fucking, you know, politics. I mean, granted, it's Kanye West. He doesn't know a shit. He fucking, he, the, what was the amendment that he tweeted about? Like, no. that, he, like, obviously, he's not fully educated on politics, clearly. Mm-hmm. He's a musician. He's an artist. He is a businessman. But that that's truly what I think. I don't think, I think that's why he likes Donald Trump. Now, is it right to like Donald Trump? In my mind, no, especially when you're Kanye West because of the things Donald Trump stands for. And I'll be straight up. This is my podcast. I'm sorry if I'm pissing the Trumpers off. But in my opinion, Trump is the face of racism and division. And when you're Kanye West and what you said back in the day with George Bush doesn't care about black people, does Donald Trump care about black people? It's just like... It's very hypocritical, and maybe I'm a hypocrite for saying all this and going to listen to his album and shit. But I don't know. It, it's it's a slippery slope that I think we're tri- uh, we're heading towards, and I'm I'm kind of scared because I could see people getting behind fucking Kanye, which I, I don't think I will. <laughs> That's for damn sure. But 
I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But I don't know. What do you think about the whole love thing? Like, do you think that's a yeah. genuine thing? Like, do you think that's just a motive that he's using to push a, an agenda? Like, what? I, I don't I don't know if that's even what you want to talk about. Like, what do you think? There's a lot to yeah, kind of. I'll just touch on the love thing quick. Okay. Um, one, I just think it's a plur. Um More of a. He doesn't know what he's talking about, so he's trying to make it sound like it's all one central theme, um, that something just kind of came to him at one point when he tried to wrap all of this together. Um, and it's a message that, I mean, I, I don't think really sticks. Well, can I can I interject real quick? Mm-hmm. So, so there's an old quote out there where Kendrick Lamar, he says like, what it comes down to while why we as humans are here on earth is to love and like just that quote like if you pull that like fuck that i don't i don't disagree at all with that like i I agree totally with that and the fact that that i I don't know i don't want to like say kanye west is a bad person and this is all political and he's using love to fuck with people because I think a part of Kanye is a genuine person. He probably wants everybody to love everybody, which is corny and funny as it sounds. Like I think there's a part of him where he's like, yeah, I think we need to come together to love. But at the, I'm saying it as I think in terms of the mainstream audience, people will uh, focus on that and be like, oh my God, he's preaching love. And then Kanye really doesn't give a shit about politics. He's just using that to get into politics right. you know it's just i don't know right. it, it's a my, it's a slippery slope right. the thing i'm saying is i don't think he's smart enough and is playing some three-dimensional game of chess where he's out here talking about spat so you love think you thinking, think he's just saying it because that's how he feels but it's a one-off it's just it's something to say to like try to get people to like yeah i'm saying all this outrageous shit you might not agree with but i'm but it's about love yeah like it's just it's a okay exclamation point on a shitty take that like <laughs> he's trying to make sound better. Okay, okay, okay. So let's get into this. It's it's a lot. I'm sorry. It's a lot. No, I'm sorry to lot. make this political, but it's we gotta lot. fucking talk. It's Kanye. It's a lot. So let let's start here. First off, the people that were like, "Yo, LeBron, shut up and dribble." Yo, Colin Kaepernick, stand up and respect your country. Are now. Supporting Kanye West? Supporting Kanye because he's a Trump. Kanye. <laughs> Kanye's our man. We love Kanye. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought stick to sports. I thought stick to music. I thought stick to Hollywood. What happened to that stuff? That's that's, yeah. that's real weird. Mm, it is a little weird. And then but you can also flip that too and be like, oh, the people who said you shouldn't just shut up and dribble and stand up for something. Now you're now going you're Kanye. Go on Kanye. Yeah. And let's separate the two. Okay, let, let's just focus on LeBron right now. Okay, we can focus on LeBron and, and, and Cap. Those two have done, first off, they've given a, just a enormous amounts of money. Um, they give a lot of actual thought to the things they say. And they've made huge differences in communities and doing things that line with their beliefs. How many people like what what what's Kanye famous for outside of music and like technically fashion? Yeah, I was just about to say fashion. Right. Like there's no like there's never been a political side of Kanye be 
that's come out. Actually, the opposite of that, you would think like, oh, maybe he's giving back to his community, but he just bought back his mother's house, Rhymefest, who... Right, and there was a big shit show There was show a big shit show that. about that a while ago. Right. He just bought back his house, and he claims he's going to give back to the community and build that house back up. Right. But he just did that. Right. Yeah. Like, there, there's no central theme there. There's no... Like, you can tell Kanye genuinely cares, and this is, like, his one thing that he's driving home. Like, there's none of that. At least, the difference between, like, LeBron and Kanye is LeBron actually has the the thoughts, and he can articulate them, where it's a specific point, and it's about doing this. Whereas Kanye is just all over the place, and none of it really makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, like... Do you think he wants it to be that way, though? Kanye. No, I don't. I okay. just don't think he's educated enough, like yeah. Cap, like LeBron, who have taken the time to actually educate themselves yeah. on, on a lot of these issues, <laughs> where Kanye just hasn't. And yeah. so when you say shut up and dribble, but you say go Kanye, it doesn't make sense to me because once actually taken the time to do research, to, to articulate a, a perspective where the others just literally throwing anything at a wall and see if it'll stick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's... That's my first point. Okay. Before you go on to your second one, yeah. did you see that uh, TMZ video where Kanye is going at this guy and he's like, oh, wait, you're not going to Jimmy Kimmel me. You're not going to cut me uh, to break. Um, you don't have to tell me the question again. And he's going off, going off, saying all this shit. Like, And then he at the very end, he rounds it back and he goes, okay, now say the question again. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Uh, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> for I guess what I struggle with here is Donald Trump stands for a lot of things and I I I don't really want to make this about Yeah, you don't. Trump. It's all good. You don't have to. Um but you could certainly say listen, the, this is a man that got sued because he wouldn't let African he'd make African Americans pay higher rent in his buildings. Um this is a man who's been credibly claimed um by about 12 15 different women of sexual assault and abuse um, someone who supports kavanaugh right um but i'm just talking about like him personally what he's done yeah I know. Um, i'm just this is a guy that is a billionaire that's preyed on poor people uh that's made his profits off the backs of poor people and then refused to pay those people um, this is a guy who really hasn't really shown the capacity to care about other human beings that aren't filthy rich or really famous. Mm-hmm. So to think that Kanye uh, is about love and that he somehow sees that in, in, in Trump is extremely confusing. Yeah. Because I don't think if anybody were to look at Trump and like what's – five words that come to mind i don't think anybody would say love Love, yeah because i mean he's the ultimate divider um on a lot of things so that's like the aspect of the love thing that i don't get and it's like Kanye's like oh it's all love man it's all but but the person you're like supporting Mm -hmm. the person you're giving all this time to the person you're trying to like i don't know if it's get influence with or get in close with isn't about that so then what's your like rallying cry for this one specific person and is it just to be different Mm -hmm. 
you know, everybody's going one way, so you go the other, because that's kind of always been Kanye's career. You know, everybody's doing a lot of albums, so let me give them seven track song albums mm-hmm. instead. You know, um, so I don't get that. The other thing is, people keep portraying that people are trying to silence Kanye, that Saturday Night Live cut early, that Kimmel went to break early. Well, one, maybe they did. Okay, maybe they did. But two, some of that's just because some people just don't need to fucking hear Kanye because what he's saying ain't making sense. (laughs) But the other part is, like, people were bashing Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live let him on. They let him wear his Make America Great hat again. They let him fucking wear the stupid-ass beer Yeah, whatever the hell that thing was. Like, they let him do all this stuff. They gave him that platform if they didn't, if they were trying to silence him, they would have said, you can't perform if you're not, like, if you're wearing that hat. Mm Mm-hmm. He he started talking and just like every other Saturday Night Live commercial they have or Saturday Night Live episode they have a certain time they have to cut off and they did mm-hmm. so the whole world didn't get to see his rant like I I I don't get like people are trying to like play this as like Kanye is the victim mm-hmm. and he's not Kanye is a fucking millionaire Kanye is not a victim of shit mm-hmm. Kanye has made a very conscious choice to to ride this wave. Uh, for better lack of of a term, and he's gonna have to face the consequences. If that means people don't want to listen to his music or people don't want to fuck with Kanye anymore. That's fine. That's their personal choice. Uh, for me, like the one thing that I struggle with is I'm very political, um, but I don't like I I am able to separate like sports from politics, music from politics. Like yeah, every day th- like. I don't see everything through a political lens like a lot of people do, and I think that's one thing that annoys the hell out of me. Like, I can see taking a knee isn't um, fuck the military. Yeah. That's not the same thing. Totally. Um, so, like, for Kanye, for me to be like, I'm, I'm never going to listen to Kanye again because he supports Trump, it's just not true. Because mm-hmm. I can separate him, Kanye the artist, and Kanye the human being. Kanye's always been an asshole. And I've always stood by that point. I've always said Kanye's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Kanye's always been fucking crazy. <laughs> like, legitimately diagnosed. Yeah. Um, so, like, none of this is, like, a surprise to me. But, again, I'm not a Kanye fan because he's an asshole. I'm a Kanye fan just because he makes good music. Yeah. And I can separate those it's things. It's a solid point, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I'm going to listen to his album. I didn't really like his last album, but I still fucking listen to it. Yeah. Listen to all them shits that he produced, and they're all fucking terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I, 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 I'm I'm going to listen whether I, I disagree with him or not. And, and that's the one aspect of people on you know that tend to agree with me more on, on politics that I don't necessarily know if I like is oh well, now that he's MAGA I'm, I'm not going to listen to him. Mm-hmm. No, why? What the you know? Yeah. Well, because he's making money and shit. Like no, fuck that. Like if you like his music, you like his music. Now yeah. we can have a very clear discussion about whether it's good, whether music, it's or good music or yeah. not. You know. But that's that's kind of where I lie on on that aspect of it. Salt. Right. That was a solid solid. Solid little uh, monologue there. So let me ask you, do you think that Kanye will run for president in 2020? Probably not 2020 because Trump's going to be running. That's fair. Okay, the, the next one. maybe. The next one. Okay. He'd get fucking wiped. I think so too, but uh, you never fucking know nowadays. All right, moving along kind of on the music sense. In other news, Chance the Rapper posted a video of Kanye West in Chicago announcing that a joint project called Good Ass Job is finally in the works. Um, 
it's their joint project together. Um, it's kind of been teased for uh, years. Um, honestly, since Acid Rap, the intro for the song was good ass um, intro, and he kind of said he kind of mentions good ass job. And then you have the line in Ultralight Beam with the good ass job, and obviously it's on Kanye's album. Right. So it's just kind of been teased a lot throughout the years and it's just kind of very cool that it's going to come to fruition hopefully you never fucking know i guess um i guess what are you expecting for this are you more any more or less excited for this project um over yandi oh yeah. i i definitely 100%. am way more yeah. excited for this, just because chance is on board here's the thing usually kanye is a really good producer and he's produced a lot of really good stuff um i just think he rushed all of these seven song albums and then like just Threw them out there, incomplete. Yeah, incomplete for so, sure. For sure, I think what gives me hope about that is these two have been working for so long together, you know, historically. But mm-hmm. also, it feels like they've been together a lot for this specific album. Yeah, that it does. I don't think it'll feel rushed, and then hopefully, you know, that'll pr- produce better quality. Yeah, and again, I really, really, really hope it's a full length project, more than seven songs. I, I, I don't know. Chance is one of those uh, artists who. Drops an album, goes on a long tour, and then takes a really long hiatus. So I just the fact that if we only got seven new chance songs, granted they'll be with Kanye, but seven new chance songs like that would uh, just be a little bit. Disappointing. But you also got to think like he he's talked about a solo album. You're right. Talked about you're right. With, with the with Gambino. Yeah. So. You're right. You're right. And he put out those four kind of Lucy songs. Right. But I don't know. I so just, if it is seven, but we get that the others and it's fine y- y- sure sure but i i don't know i i just especially the, the, here's the thing with like pushing back the dates and shit like i think if you're gonna push back dates fine but give me more fucking content like don't don't push back just to perfect your seven like and on the one hand i guess that's st- stupid for me to say because i i just said that the seven songs felt unfinished and shit but like i feel like if you're gonna push it back months at, you have the the chance to make you know a full length project, so do it. That's just that's what I that's what I think. Um, but you're you're right. If it's if it's with the the solo project and the right. Gambino one, like yeah, that's cool. But I don't know the good ass job. The fact that you named it good ass job, it has a lot of right. high expectations now. So hopefully they'll live up. Um, okay. Moving on to some kind of sadder news. Um, this one really, really hit me hard, and I'm still sad about it. Um, it. It just sucks. Mac Miller passed away after an apparent drug overdose at the age of 26. Um, originally, I had some long thing that I was just going to read because I really wanted to, but I'm just going to kind of vent about it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, genuinely 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 swimming was one of my favorite albums this year it's either going to be number one or number two for me granted we still have a few months in the album or in the year excuse me but that was like i hate people who say oh that's just because he died you're gonna put it up there like fuck that it is a great fucking album um but i don't know so number one he puts out a great album which that's you know it is what it is but then the thing for me, the the reason why I feel like it hit me, this is the first time an artist has died and I felt this way. I was genuinely sad. Um, I think it's because like I felt like I kind of grew up with him, with him, which as corny as that sounds, that's fine. But back in high school, he kind of had 
uh, kids and best day ever. And he kind of put out uh, turn up music. He had Blue Slide Park, was which was kind of turn up too. Um, it was more like frat rap, and that's really what I was into. Like in high school, like I was all about like the turn up music, which a lot of kids like today. So I kind of understand. But um, he kind of progressed musically as I did as a rap fan. So like. Um, when he put out watching movies with the sound off, he kind of got dark and trippy and he had faces. Um, and then he kind of, it just, I'm not saying I like, like totally dark and trippy shit, but like I got more into introspective songs, um, songs with a message. And that's what Mac kept getting into as I kept getting in, getting into that as a rap fan. And then when swimming dropped, it was just like a full circle, like, this man, this man is using piano, guitar, trumpets, like instrumentation, and it's just beautiful music. It's not even rap music; it's just great music. The dude can sing. He's um, touching all of these different areas of music, and it just felt like his most focused and his most complete album. And it it just sucks that he got stripped away from um, where he was going musically and in life, obviously. But like it. It just felt like I grew up with him, and it really like this is weird for me to say. I I, told, I think I told this to somebody. I don't know if it was you, but I would probably cry over a Mac Miller death over an Eminem death, which is really fucking weird for me to say because I'm a stan. I love Eminem, but it just feels it, it it feels more close to home with Mac just because. I feel like we grew up to, and he's like two years older than us. Right, this. the age. Yeah, the difference. age thing is weird too, but. It's just, I genuinely was like, I'm not just saying that, like, like it was, it's hard for me to listen to swimming now because it's kind of a sad album in itself, Mm -hmm. but like I, so I kind of did it to myself. Like I, after he died, I listened to straight Mac Miller for a whole week and I'm it put me in a box. Like, I don't want to say I got depressed, but like I had to stop because like I was, it was weird. Like, yeah, I had to stop listening to Mac Miller's like, not completely like. Obviously, I still listen to swimming, but like I'm just saying, exclusively, I couldn't just like play Mac Miller over because like I was on the verge of like crying and <laughs> yeah. shit. Like it, it was really like I've never felt that way before about an artist. Um, it's just it just sucks, and I don't even think it's come out like what he's overdosed on. Yeah, I, I don't want to like speculate or anything, but yeah. I mean like I don't know. It's just really fucked up. I also want to say this. Um, the people blaming Ariana Grande, like, I, I think that's really fucked up, and I honestly think it's very toxic. Like, I saw reports come out, or not reports, but, like, people close to Mac Miller saying that she was one of the most positive influences on him in his sobri- sobriety. Um, so the fact that people are blaming Ariana Grande for, like, breaking up with him, that's just, that's not right. Like, she shouldn't be forced into a toxic relationship. Right. You know, I just think that whole mentality is very toxic, and I think we should stop that. This this is kind of dated news. Like when I first wrote this up, like it was fresh, but I, like so people probably aren't really like talking about that anymore, right? As we speak, but like we need to get off that. That's that's fucked up. Ariana Grande, I think, is taking this very hard. Um, she posted a pic, uh, kind of a picture about him on Instagram, and I know she's probably really taking it hard. I would assume, but I don't know. It's just, it's just really it really sucks and I'm sad and it, it's really cool because not cool but like it's cool that Mac Miller put out his best album like he got that out like I right. think this is his per- perfect album so 
What do you think about this? Yeah, I just I know you're not the biggest yeah, Mac Miller I, guy, I, I, but I have two points really. One, like you said, I'm not the biggest Mac guy. I'm not gonna pretend to be. Um, definitely, this was my favorite Mac album. Um, the one video that, like, I think that are you gonna say the self care when he was in the coffin? No. Did you even see that one? Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah. The the video that I think like what makes it hard and like kind of like is now probably my favorite Mac song uh, was the one with NPR uh, where he did 2009. Oh. oh my God. Like that was hard to watch. So such a good song. It, it's so good. It, it's so deep. And it kind of was talking about some of the shit he was going through and yeah. how like it was inspirational of how he's gotten out of it yeah. and all this stuff. Um, and like just the way he was able to sing it, like the way he performed it in that video was like just incredible. Yeah. And um, so like that one song, I, I think will always kind of stick with me now. It's a great uh, song. It is it's my favorite song. off the album. Uh, mine too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it sucks, man. It sucks when, when someone that young goes, uh, someone with that much talent goes, yeah. uh, someone that you, I mean, obviously <laughs> listen, he had a lot of demons. Um, and it looked like he had starting to, to get rid of those demons. Yeah. Um, you know, let uh, me, let me say this. Um, I, I, sorry to cut you. Are no, you, you're not. Yes. Yeah, so, so I like, obviously I'm a big Mac Miller guy. So I was like reading up on it and like, I was searching people like close to his camp. Right. And I saw multiple tweets from people very close to him, like a longtime producer, a longtime friend, um, some other people. They, one specifically, I remember a tweet. Um, they said, despite all the negative headlines, like obviously he had demons, but he was probably in the happiest place that he was right. when he died. Um, which I don't know. That leads me to think like, because I don't know, and I don't really want to speculate on this, but like when I heard overdose, I'm like, oh shit, um, it's probably pills. Right. But like the more I think, when I read that tweet, I think maybe he gets like a bad dose of cocaine, which that makes it a little more fucked up. Like, because right. obviously that's kind of a murder, but whatever. Um, I don't know. It just, it just sucks, especially if if he was fighting off those demons, and um, yeah, he just. He was a great like artist, and he kept evolving. Like this mm -hmm. was his most prolific album, and I'm glad he got it out there. Um, I could, I genuinely could see it winning a Grammy just because of the instrumentation and the singing and the 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 theme of it. I could see it at least getting a nom. Right. Um. But who knows? Um. There are a lot of kind of mainstream, you know, Post Malone and um Travis Scott and even you know Eminem. So who knows? But it's crazy. Um, I'm still sad about it. You yeah. know, it, I it think sucks. what hits hard and it hits for people that are our age is like, I mean, not for me, but for like a lot of guys, you know, he was the soundtrack to their high school days. Exactly. Uh, it was all about fun and stuff. And then you get older and you know, you kind of evolve like, like you said, like your life cycle kind of evolved mm -hmm. in a similar path yeah. to max music. So exactly. Crazy. It is crazy. All right. Um, now let's get into a little more, a little funner yeah, topic, change, more fun topic. Change, change the tone. Yeah. So we got to talk about this. It's a little bit dated and it's very, it's a polarizing topic for a lot of people, but Eminem dropped a surprise album called Kamikaze. Um, I would say Slim Shady is officially back. He returned unannounced and dropped a surprise album. Uh, 13 tracks, two skits, 46 minutes in length. Features from Joyner Lucas, Royce the Five Nine, and Jesse Reyes times two. 
Um, Eminem gunned a lot of people's lives, including Lil Yachty, Lil Xan, Lil Pump, Iggy Azalea, uh, Charlemagne the God, MGK, Joe Budden, DJ Academics, Tyler the Creator, the Grammys, Migos. I'm probably missing some people. Anybody off the top that I missed? Not the I don't top. really know. Um, right out. I, we don't have. I'm not a big like rap beef guy, but we can. <laughs> we have to talk about it a little. MGK fired back at Eminem with the rap devil diss uh, track, and then Eminem came back with his kill shot diss track. We can kind of circle around that after we talk about the album, but um, the album was met with a lot of polarizing takes. I defended it like my life depended on it on Twitter for a long time. Um, people either seem to love it or hate it, as they do Eminem in general. Right. Uh, first of all, before we tackle the criticism, what are your thoughts on on the album? Um, favorite song, feature, beat, line? Um, I obviously we're both Eminem guys, so I'm. I think it's fair to say we both really like this album, right? Yes. Um, do you have a favorite song off off the bat? Yeah, tough not to go with the ringer. I think the the ringer is probably my favorite song. Close second, it's not a like. Is that Roy- the one with Royce? Yeah, that Royce, one's dope. Royce um, was definitely my favorite. Feature. That one's dope. I even like the the second one, greatest. That mm-hmm. one's pretty good. Yep. Um, Kamikaze. And an underrated one is Venom. Venom so was pretty Ven- good. But the cool part about Venom. it, the cool part about it is it's for the movie, obviously. Right. But like. It's a metaphor for him, right? Because absolutely, because you could you could kind of piece together like the venom is his slim shady, like he's always walking around with this slim shady alter ego, and people mm-hmm. want it. And I don't know. I thought it was just a perfect no, thing for you know. I, what I mean, it was cool. Um, I really really enjoyed the album. I thought it was there were the right amount of features. Like there wasn't a feature on every song. He kind of got his people on it. Um, he got. Joiner Lucas. Lucas, who he's kind of bringing up. Um, Joiner Lucas, I could see being a star. Like mm-hmm. he, he had the I'm, I'm not racist, which was fucking really good. I liked it a lot. Um, just yeah, I thought he did well with the features. I really enjoyed Jesse Reyes. Yeah, which um, I saw a bunch of people saying on Twitter like Skylar Grace pissed that Jesse Reyes <laughs> replaced her, but like shit like that. But. Really enjoyed the album. The, the skits were also funny. The skits were funny. Uh, that's classic M with right. the Rosenberg shit. Uh, just vintage Eminem. It I was. fucking love it. Um, all right, so let's get into into the cri- criticism a little bit. Um, I, so here I, ha- I have a little fucking like monologue I wrote here, but um, I, like I said, I've been going to bat for this fucking album on Twitter for a long time. I could pull up, but I seriously probably had like five different arguments with random people. Uh, this random fucking dude told me that if Eminem has ever inspired me, I need to reevaluate my life. Like shit like that. I'm just like, oh my God. Like I actually, when I, when I argue on Twitter, I try and bring like points and like solid like shit. And this guy tries to just gun my life. It's just, I, it's funny as hell. I can totally see how someone it, like could get behind a keyboard and just like mm-hmm. fall in that fucking dark area. But anyway, so, um, Let's talk about the criticism. Here's my beef with everything. Um, what does Eminem have to do to get the critical acclaim that he received with the Marshall Mathers LP and the Eminem show? 
that's just kind of I don't have the answer. It's just a question. But he attempts to tell stories, and people will want punchlines. He drops bars, and people will want a grown-up album. He he portrays Slim Shady, and people will want Marshall Mathers. He's in a lose-lose situation. Uh, if he made his version of 444, that's Jay-Z's kind of grown-up album, um, which I personally would like, but a lot of people I feel like would hate, um, people would bitch, and they'd say they want the old Slim Shady back. Kamikaze is the closest thing we're going to get to Slim Shady. We should appreciate it. Um, this is the mature version of Slim Shady in my mind. Um, I don't know. It just it pissed me off because I saw a lot of like Eminem fans. Like obviously they liked it, but then my favorite, just for instance, my favorite hip hop publication, DJ Booth. Did not like it at all. They had nothing good to say about it. And like I said, I was going to bat for this fucking album because you can say Revival was a bad album because I think it was. Looking back, like, it's a bad album. I'll straight up say it. But this is a fucking good album. This, Like, I don't know. It's just, it pisses me off because it, it really was a good album. And I, I don't know if they're trying to smear Eminem or what, but... What do you think Eminem has to do to make a universally liked album again? Right. Is it impossible? Because he's well, so polarized? Well, let me or what just, do you think? Let me start here. So okay. the night it dropped, I was still awake. And See, I, was, I was not. And I, was, I saw your right, tweets and or was, your texts. And I was getting ready to go to bed. And then all of a sudden I checked Twitter. And Eminem was the number one most trending thing in the world. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what? what, what? <laughs> Something happened. I was like, something's happening. Better not be dead. Like, what's oh, going on? Oh shit! <laughs> and so then I see Kamikaze, and I, I couldn't tell like if he dropped the album or not. So I immediately went to Apple, typed in Kamikaze, boom, there it was. I listened to all of that shit, and while I was listening to it, I was just scrolling through Twitter. Eminem. Okay. Was it hate or was it love? Here's or the mixed. Thing. It was all hate. Really? But listen. Okay. I probably was one of the first people to listen to this album. Damn near. Because, <laughs> like, the, I, I literally, like, it happened where, like, I picked up the phone, looked, and, like, three minutes ago it was released. Really? Right. So That's crazy. Right. That's, so, that's pretty cool, though. So I'm one of the first people to listen to it. People are fucking smearing it. <laughs> three minutes in. Right. And so I'm like. <laughs> okay, so this isn't actually about the content. It's just it's about, about Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. And so then once you got later into the night, you know, I stayed up way too late that night. <laughs> um, you saw it almost immediately started to shift back the other way mm -hmm. where it was, oh, my God, this is some of him's best work. Uh, Slim Shady's back. He's gunning everybody. Nobody's safe. This is my favorite. And like all this shit. Mm -hmm. And so it was like kind of what you said is – there's nothing Eminem can do that's going to be universal. We're just living in a world where nothing nowadays True. is, yeah. except for maybe Drake is universal. And <laughs> yeah. even that is, oh, he, should, he sings too much or yeah. you know, whatever the case may be. And listen, some of that is M's fault when you produce the quality that he did for so long. Especially um, early early in your career. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, the expectations, are, we talk about that all yeah. the time, the expectations are just stupid mm -hmm. um look at all of the greatest artists wayne's had a couple clunkers um more life i thought for drake was kind of a clunker yeah um jay-z's certainly had a few clunkers um i mean every great kanye you know yeah we, we spoke about his clunkers earlier everybody's gonna have clunkers like that's just part of it some shit just people aren't gonna feel um but especially with eminem because he's 
by far the most polarized rapper, um, one of the most polarized human beings. He's you're gonna love him or you're gonna hate him, and there's probably not gonna be a lot of in between. Mm. Um, and people are gonna just hate that shit because it's Eminem. So uh, I don't think there's anything he can do. And I think when you the more like I think I don't know if you listen to all of them, but I listened to all those interviews with Sway, mm-hmm. um, and even with some of the old interviews what you see with him is he says that a lot is like you know i do this and everybody wanted that so then i do that well then everybody wanted something else mm-hmm. and like there's just never like you can't appeal to the masses with yeah all the different things eminem he's do. kind of in an artistic no man's land right, right. you know because I mean? he can do everything yeah. so everybody wants everything yeah and that's that's what I was arguing on on Twitter when the guy said if I've ever been inspired I need to reevaluate my life. Right. I think my argument was like Eminem has the rapidy raps, he has the funny raps, he has the inspirational raps, he has the he, deep raps. He has yeah, he has the storytelling stand, you know, like he has everything. Right. Uh, yeah. I, he can do anything. He's You're the right. most versatile rapper I think there is and it's almost hurt him. And he can sing. I love his singing voice. Right. Yeah. But, like, I think, honestly, I just think that versatility is hurting because everybody, he's so good at everything that people don't give him, like, some of the credit for when he does one thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. It's a lose-lose for him, honestly. Yeah, it sucks. But but I, I, I do think – I think this album went over well. I think it kind of got um, overshadowed a little bit with some of the stuff with Budden yeah. um, because Budden's kind of – weirdly enough now that he quit rapping um has kind of blown up uh, especially on revolt right because because of his podcast and stuff i think i think it was not a lot of critics liked it i don't think but i think a lot of like like rap people liked it right yeah so it's kind of obviously polarized but right so do you have anything more with the button thing or i just think the button stuff Button's fucking angry, one, like, just at life. Which I liked Button, but I think he's gotten to the point where, like, now it's just to get the views. Right. Which is annoying. And, listen, I, I've even enjoyed – I don't. I can honestly say I don't listen to Button a lot. I, uh, I don't either. I but, just, but I've listened to a few episodes, and, like, some of the stuff, like, when he's, like, breaking some stuff down, it's really good. Um, but you can just tell this was all personal for him because – you know, at one point he said he he's been rapping about better shit than Eminem for the last decade, and he thinks he's a better rapper than Eminem over the last decade, which is just a wild take because you're not even rapping anymore because you're so trash at it. <laughs> um, and he's got this uh. little white guy on his show that's just a yes man, but that's the story for another day. <laughs> but like you know, some of it got overblown or overshadowed by the fact that he just dissed so many people, and yeah, and, 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 and even talked about it like you diss me all the fucking time. So now if I diss you, like I'm win, doing win you a you, favor, lose lose for me, right? Yeah, like so he's he's really in a tough spot where like people just want to shit on Eminem because it'll get them views, but when he comes back, it gets them more views, and then people are like. I had so many people being like, why are you taking shots at this guy? They're not on his level. Well, yeah, but that motherfucker keeps talking shit, so why wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at some point, you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, dude, I, I defended this album so fucking hard. Like, it, like it was my job. <laughs> I seriously got in arguments with, like, 10 different people. It's hilarious. And, like, the crazy thing is, what what what's great about Eminem and what's kind of genius about it is he's able to think about all those things, put that in the song, and it ends up bearing, like, truth mm-hmm. like win-win for you lose-lose for me like yeah that's right he's up. able to think about every single thing yeah. and like talk about or like when he talked about one of the songs on revival and how like 
the Yahoo review guy didn't like it, and he's like, because the line was over your head and shit like that. Yeah. Like, because you're too stupid to get it. But yeah. Because <laughs> like he's so good at like being able to see everything. Yeah. Kind of knowing what's going to happen anyway, and being like, "Fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway." So here's one thing we talked about at the Sylvan Lequeux concert. Um, they. And I get it to a point. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm an Eminem fan. But even I don't know if Sylvan said it, but we were talking about the different because I brought up and I'll bring it up here. Um, like, what would Eminem's version of 444 be like? And I say that because people who don't like this album, do they want a grown up album? Mm. Because I, f- I feel like if they if he gave you a grown up album, you wouldn't like that either. You want the rappy raps. Up, you were like. Yo, where the fuck, Slim? Yeah, when he dropped when he dropped "Walk on Water" and you're like, "Oh my god, there isn't any bass!" Like, "Oh my god, what is he doing?" Like, I fucking love that song. Like, right. he's peeling back the layers. That was some deep shit. And I was like, "Shit, maybe we're gonna get a grown up album." But then obviously it wasn't. But anyway, so I'm saying like, what if he stuck to the "Walk on Water" theme? Right. People wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, core fans would. But you know what I'm saying? So at the Sylvan Lequeux concert, we were talking about. They brought up the fact that. They think Eminem, the difference between like Eminem and Jay Z, um, in terms of like the grown up album in 444, is Eminem feels insecure in the rap game, which could you could argue either way. Like, I think there is a degree to that because he's always rapping his ass off to prove that he right. deserves to be in. Um, so I could see it, but I don't know. Like, I don't know his core fan. I, me personally, so my favorite part of Revival was the two songs at the very end where they piece together and he's kind of like talking to his daughter. Yeah, he's talking to his daughter and he's uh, talking about how he relapsed and all this shit. Like I think like a cohesive grown up album where he's kind of reflecting and talking about his past and like what he would have done differently and um, shit like that. Like I would really fucking enjoy that, but. People who just want rapidy raps and people who just listen to the fucking beat, like they wouldn't like that. That's just that it goes. It goes back to what we were talking about. He's in an artistic no man's land, right? And it just sucks. Um, but what do you think a four forty four version of Eminem would look like? I know we're fucking. It's already late, but right. Let me real quick go back to what okay. the Sylvan Lecou, uh said about uh, the insecurity, insecurity thing. Yeah. Some of that's true, but some of that is because Eminem had to work so fucking hard to get and break into the rap yeah. game. And I'm sure every rapper has that story. To some but, extent, but yeah. like the underground shit that he was doing and like the, the, the And the fact he's white. I mean the underground I, I hate to bring race into right. it, but, no, but it's a real thing. Right. And like kind of the era he came from and like the people he came up with and what it took to blew up back then. It's easy to blow up now. Oh, yeah. Oh, what it is. It's fucking internet. Anybody could do it. Back then, it wasn't that way. You're right. Totally. So, so like, there had to, and obviously, Jay-Z's from that era, but, again, different um, in the circumstances they had to come up in. So, Eminem, of course, that insecurity is going to be there because that insecurity dealt with for fucking 10 years of his life trying to break into the game. For sure. That's one aspect of it. As far as, like, what, what it would sound like, it's tough, man. I, I think, I think recovery was as close to that, as four forty four. It's funny you said that because that we talked about that at Sylvan. He's like, Sylvan said himself. I think that recovery was his four forty four moment. I think it, that's crazy. You said that. I yeah. think that's as close as it was. And I also think 
here's the thing. He does everything in different, like there's, it's like sections of each album. So like there's sections in recovery where you could say, yeah, it's like 444. Mm -hmm. Sections in even Marshall Mathers LP2, we're like, oh, that could be. You Which know, I 444. I really like that album. Right, a lot of people don't. There's even a couple songs in revival, revival. where you're like, mm, that could be some of 444. Totally walk on water. Right, because I think M has always tried to give because he's so versatile. A little bit. Of here's two songs, for Slim. Here's two songs that sound like 444. Here's two just fucking crazy songs. Here's two funny, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like he's yeah. always done that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sprinkled in. So like. I don't think you'll ever see full cohesive Eminem. I don't think so either. But I would like to see it, but I agree with that. Okay, so what would you say to? So this is this felt like to me the most the majority of the criticism critically was this. What would you say to the people who say Eminem shouldn't have exclusively dissed everyone in the new wave of hip hop and instead promoted up and coming lyricists? Granted, he kind of. With Joyner Lucas. That inspired the Hopsons, the Logics. True. That it did, motherfuckers. He did. Um, but could you see from that perspective? No, I where don't. Going because they've been, these motherfuckers have been trying to shit on Eminem for so long that he's like, man, fuck this shit. And if you want Slim Shady, like, that's Slim Shady. Yeah. Slim Shady came up just fucking blasting the, people. <laughs> Eminem is the best when he's pissed off and he was gunning right. fucking everybody. Let's like, <laughs> call it what it is. Lyrically, there's like no better rapper when it comes to like dissing and like yeah, jazz. You don't, like, don't want to get in a in a rap beef with fucking Eminem, right? Like, which I feel like he let off M- MGK a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Because I think he, what he was basically trying to do is like, look, man, you're not on my level. Yeah, you're not I agree. Get the time and my I effort. Agree. Here's my song. Like, Although I did love the part where he's like. Uh, Here's the starter cap. You can. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah that stand. shit was dope. <laughs> no, that shit was dope. Acting like he was, he was staying. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I honestly think he, he literally did that song just because he had to. Yeah, and it was kind of like, here you go, like get the fuck away from yeah. me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I had no problem with the disses. All of these people spoke first, and uh, these were clapbacks. Yeah, I have no problem with. I that. I think part of some of them were, but I think also he was kind of dissing mumble rap in general. Oh, yeah. Like I think I think I think he's done that a lot. Yeah, he has done that. I a think lot. a lot of people have done that a lot. Yeah, I just think like to act like that is exclusively Eminem saying. No, 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 no. Wild. Yeah, I think he's just trying to salvage what made hip hop. He even said like my generation of rap would kill yours. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree. I agree. Um. A lot of people, this is more uh, the, of the criticism. What would you say to the people who are offended that Eminem dropped the F-bomb on Tyler, the creator? Yeah, and he's... That's, one of the, that that's the one thing, which I, I don't know if I liked his his explanation for it on the interview. He didn't really give an explanation. He's just right. like, I just did it because I was pissed. Right. And well, I, he, I don't know. I well, was like, Ugh. Sort of. Not really. I don't, you might have missed it, maybe. Maybe I did. I don't know. He I, talked about how him and Earl... Sweatshirt and and Tyler went on we're at tour the tour yeah. in Europe and how he like they were always hanging out and they were cool and then Earl kept ripping him in the press and then Tyler, and then Tyler kept tweeting about it yeah and so he was like man fuck that like I thought we were cool why are you fucking ripping on my album all this shit and he I said think he, I think he just walk on water the song right but well, yeah. I think there was even one from oh, like a year or two before that okay. there was something else too okay. Um, so there were a couple different tweets. So he was just kind of fed up with that. And he did say, like, 
me and Paul played that back like so many different times, and I went back and forth on if I should leave it in or not. And, and he then, technically bleeped it, yeah, not then, saying that's right. the right thing. And then but. at the end of the day, like once everything was done, he was like, "Man, bleep that shit out." Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you should That's never, probably the one thing. Yeah, you should never call that. that. I also struggle with, uh, I just don't like the word uh, retarded in general. Yeah, he, he does that, that a lot. Times, he does yeah, that a so. lot, yeah. I don't know. Like some, I feel like some people are like, that's, that's Eminem. He's used that from the beginning. Yeah. Let him do it now. But at the same time. We live in we, an overly we, sensitive we, culture now, well, too. That, so that, that and him. we progress as, as a as a. As people, beings, right. yeah, and you know some of that shit, you know, it offends a majority of more people than it did back then. Right. So I feel like I don't know, maybe just don't fucking do that. Yeah. But but no, I, I am cool. I, I, I am cool with that. the disses. I I, yeah. I am cool with the disses. Um, we are. We kind of have to blow through this. We talked a little bit about the interview with Sway. I thought well done. I like how they did it in four yeah, parts. That was cool. Um, here's kind of something fun. Do you, could any of the songs from Revival made the cut for Kamikaze? So I'm saying that mm. as because we don't like from like a slim standpoint. I, I, what, however you want to take it. Like I'm saying, let's just because I don't know. I'm gonna Listen, go. You, I, I liked Walk on or uh, Revival a lot more than you did. By the way, yeah, I, and I know you did. And I, d- I, I just, mean, I wasn't a huge fan, but um, okay, so. I Chorus think Septic, the remix definitely could have with yeah, two chains for sure. I would the one song I would say is um. Do you have the tracklist up real yeah. quick? Let me let me peep it real quick. Offended, Offended I that, yeah. that's my favorite probably song off that album. Um, I think that would have fit in well. You know, maybe even the um, believe. Yeah, that had kind of the vibe. Yeah. but I maybe I that's think not the one. I think is the it one, untouchable. Untouchable. Yes, that would that's be, that'd one. be a good one. And then also, I think the one where he straight diss Trump, uh, like home. Yeah. I think that one maybe it had to be a different. It had flow. to be kind of a different yeah. vibe, but like I feel like the 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 theme. So yeah, that, maybe three or four. Yeah. So so again, going back to what I said earlier, there's your three or four slim shady ones on there. Then you get walk on water, river, um, castle, or rose. Kind of more yeah, four forty four. Yeah. Um, I just feel like a lot of those. You know what I mean, though, like. That's revival is more of a true Eminem album than what people think. In the sense of like he's giving you his versatility in different aspects. Now it might not have been his best quality of versatility, and I I can agree with that. But it's more in like from a a theme and from like a um, like the versatility, the versatility, but like how it's created. Is more of a true Eminem recovery, um, Marshall Mathers LP two build than even what people are giving Kama- it even what Kamikaze was. Yeah. Okay. I just this again quality varies. Yeah. But. This is the way I look at it. If if some of the songs I, ha- I if they come up on shuffle, I'm listening for sure because I like them like Untouchable and um, Walk on Water and shit like that. But like. Most of the re- revival songs, like if they come up on shuffle, I have to be in the mood or I'm um, kind of skipping. It's just like, I don't know. Most of it felt like it was a reach for radio play, mm-hmm. which I didn't really appreciate. Like, Also, Nowhere, yes, nowhere I, Fast with Kalani could also be on this album. You think? Yeah. I think that is just a straight radio song. Like, I, nowhere that, Fast? That, yeah. I think you're thinking of the wrong song. No, man. I know that song. I just, I'm not the Brian, biggest fan of that song. That song, that song slaps. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, bro. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I haven't listened With to Kim Jong Un for a while. For a while, I need to go back and listen to it just to kind of refresh. But man, I don't know. Untouchable definitely could have. That's probably the one song I think could and offended just because it's totally slim shady. But. I don't know. I'm just thinking, and here's another thing. Do you think um, if Revival was uh, dropped the same way Kamikaze with zero promotion, do you think it would have been um, appreciated more? Or do you think it's just, I mean, yeah, it would have been the, quali- no, the I quality. Think, I think it would have been appreciated more. Because Maybe not as much, but, or like, not because the quality not is a huge difference there. but yeah. it would have been appreciated more. i think i think so too just because he put out the track list and they saw everyone saw all those singers and radio people right and they're like what the fuck dude and like pink here we go again. yeah yeah Skyler exactly Gray, here we go exactly again. but but also he had that weird rollout with like the the commercials yeah, and stuff yeah, so like very weird yeah yeah I okay. think it would have done better. Here's my thing. Eminem doesn't have to have promotion again in his life. He's on the level where he can drop an no, album and go number been. one. Outside, after his first two albums, he yeah. would have been able to do yeah, that. Yeah, don't have any promotion. Drop it. Surprise. The shock and off factor even, alone right. makes me like Kamikaze better than Revival. Even his tweet when he dropped it, like, I didn't overthink this Exactly. One. Like, yes. perfect. Yes, I totally agree. Um. So how long do you think, I mean, do you think new Eminem music is on the way, will be on the way? Let's also not forget the day Revival came out and we did a podcast, what did I tell you? That that more music was on the way. We're getting more Eminem. Yeah, you did say that. I was like, probably not within this year. I I can't believe that, But definitely next year. I I was so surprised. Like, I I was not expecting it at all. So it was crazy. But I said, not not this year, but definitely next year, which here we are, by the way. Motherfuckers, I was right. Motherfuckers, I was right. Uh, Yeah, like, it's been a long podcast. Thank you for sticking along. We're going to talk some movies and music. We're going to... No, we're done with music. We're done with music. Excuse me. Yeah, movies or sports or... Well, we we got to talk, talk, talk about, about, talk about the UFC fight. Ah, I forgot about that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's just so much. All right. M- movies and TV. Um, before we get into James Gunn, uh, this just came out today. Ryan Coogler is returning to write and direct Black Panther 2. It's official. Um, it came out kind of before we hopped on the air. Um, so that will be really cool. And I'm no de- surprise. I'm definitely Good here choice. for that. Yeah. G- great choice. Um, another big Marvel news, uh, former Guardians of the Galaxy writer and director James Gunn, who was fired, um, is in talks to write and possibly direct Suicide Squad 2. According to a report, this movie won't be a true sequel, but rather a whole new take. Dave Bautista, who played Drax in, in the Guardians movies, um, who has been very outspoken about his thoughts on um, James Gunn's firing from Guardians 3, said he wants to star in Suicide Squad 2. He tweeted out the article about uh, Gunn joining Suicide Squad 2 and said, where do I sign up? First of all, um, do you think this is a good fit, the right move for DC? Um, what are your What are your thoughts on this? And do you think Batista could fit? I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's definitely the right move for DC. I think this is the perfect fit. Right, perfect and fit. the perfect fit within movie wise because yeah. Suicide Squad is kind of that off, not real superhero. They could have humor, could but they're kind of dark. Yeah, you know. So it's the perfect fit for DC with gun. With gun, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think you need to bring Batista in. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that he's supporting him. Yeah, he's done it on the wrong hill, though. Um, 
uh, maybe as like a weird bad guy, couple episode or a couple scenes or something, but nothing major. I mean, Drax was cool, but Drax was all like good because of the writing for Drax, yeah. and that's about it. Batista's forgettable. <laughs> um, he's a wrestler. He's not the Rock. He's, for sure, yeah, he's for sure. poor man's Rock. Um, um, but no, yeah, I, th- I think it's a really good fit for DC, and they finally did something right. Um, if they they have to though. Give him full control. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. They should honestly let him write it. Um, he's are, for sure writing. He might direct. Okay. Well, the, he definitely needs to direct. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, he could do some really good things with, with uh, obviously. Um, uh, well, here's the thing. So uh, let me ask you this: Harley Quinn. Yeah. So and he, uh, the it, Joker. It came out that it's going to be a new take. It's not going to be an official sequel. So that makes me think. Obviously, they're going to bring back uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Probably Will Smith as a uh, Deadshot. Dead, yeah. Um, I mean, probably Jared Leto for Joker, just because it's a Joker. Um, but then maybe you can play with like other bringing in new characters right. that people don't know about and making them big. The the good. I think the the great thing about Guardians is the interactions between the weird characters that we don't know, right. and then obviously the storyline and how it connects with the MCU. But DC's in a shitty spot right now, so I feel like it's going to be hard for him to build on the overall arc, but I think the movie itself will be really good. Right. And um, I think that's what he should fo- He shouldn't give a fuck about DC. The arc, yeah. He should just focus on making a good movie yeah. for DC. And I think, I think he will. Right. I think this will be uh, DC is smart. That's what they'll say. They'll say, don't worry about this tying into any other universe. Like just, just, just make a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Please. But God, make a good movie. But they'll probably be like, make sure you can make at least five sequels. <laughs> yeah. Make sure we can work Batman's yeah, backstory ex- into exa- it. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to uh, at some point have, um, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix come in and have two jokers. <laughs> two jokers. <laughs> and all their joker and a me. They'll fight each other for the rights to be the real joker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think with gun on board, do you think it has more, of an opportunity to be rated R? Do you think he'll go dark? Do you think he'll go more family-friendly, funny? What do, what do you think? Uh, a lot of sex jokes. <laughs> Damn, too soon. Too soon. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if he's a rated R kind of guy. Yeah. I think he's really good at PG-13 because he writes funny stuff for, like, everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I'd keep it at PG-13. Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't say that a lot. Usually, I'm a make I know, everything rated R make guy. Everything rated R. He also needs to get some a um, uh, little bit of his uh, identity, a little bit of his. Um, what's and the he word has I'm said that for? he has grown as a comedian, right? But I'm saying like he needs to like show that, prove that, yeah, you know, for sure, to, for future work and stuff for sure let's talk a little uh captain marvel so this is kind of dated obviously but the trailer dropped a, a while back um have you first of all have you seen yes, this trailer yes very I, I thought it was really good young samuel L. jackson yes yeah, so obviously this is uh going to be a prequel to the first iron man so it's based in the 90s you get that right away when she crash lands on a blockbuster video store which mm-hmm. i thought that was funny um there's a lot of questions here. Like, obviously, we don't know a lot about Captain Marvel. Um, I don't know a lot about her powers in general. I know she's compared um, as the Marvel version of Superman. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Part of me thinks, like, there has to be an element of time travel if moving forward with the Avengers. Um, 
here's one thing I do want to point out. Uh, so she punches an old lady on the train. And you know the green people with the kind of elf ears in the <clears throat> trailer, excuse me? They're called scrolls. And they are shapeshifters. So think about that. You you know Mystique in X Men, the mm-hmm. blue girl. Just think of them right. as that. So that I'm pretty certain the old lady was a scroll. Right. So that will be interesting moving forward. Um, I think there was. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but they have like a a squad, and she's in it. And Jude Law, I think, is the villain. Right. Um, I I don't know the name of the squad, but um. Very interested in this movie. I think it's going to be good. I think it it has to be good for Marvel because right. um, it also came out. Stock into her. Yeah, she signed. A, this is reportedly uh, she signed for a seven movie deal. So they're putting a lot of stock into Captain Marvel. I think they need to moving forward, just in terms of the diversity as well as the storytelling. Uh, more than likely, they're going to probably kill off or end the original Avengers story so they have to move on with the new characters and she is probably going to be at the head of that so I don't know are you excited for this movie yeah um, do Here's, you think it will live up to the expectations what right do you think? more so than if this is actually a good movie or not I don't know if I actually care here's what they have to do I think in order for this movie to be successful to get ready for um, Avengers 4 Avengers 4 they have to leave it perfectly in a spot where she's going away we don't know why we don't know when she's coming back but we know she knows that she has to come back and it's going to be for something big and something right so because there's been a lot of bad shit that's happened from if you think about her time frame to where we are now in the marvel world where she probably should have came back and fucking helped yeah you know what i mean yeah but they didn't feel it was big enough to call her back. Yeah. Immediately when Thanos was coming, what mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson do? Motherfucker, I gotta call her. Yeah. For sure. So we gotta know why, you know, one, that's different with Thanos, and two, why the fuck she went away and why she hasn't come back yeah. in so long. I agree. And you're t- talking in terms of like it being based in the nineties. So obviously right. she hasn't come back until present day or whatever. Right. So here's my biggest question. Like obviously it's going to be based in the 1990s. Um, I would assume the whole movie or most of the movie is based in the 90s. Again, maybe she has time travel abilities. I would assume that uh, for sure in the Avengers movie, maybe in Captain Marvel, that the quantum realm, I don't know if you've seen uh, Ant-Man 2, but that plays a big-ass part in uh, Ant-Man and probably Avengers, um, knowing what happened at the end of um, Infinity War. But so whether she has time travel, that's a big question, um, which we pro- if I'm a comic book nerd, I would know or right. if somebody would tell me, I'd be like, oh, OK. But um, how are they go- like you said, how are they going to piece it to Avengers four? Like, obviously, it's based in the 90s, so she'll probably go away. But ob- I mean, it's Marvel, so they're going to have a post credit scene. So is is the whole movie going to be kind of an origin story? And then are we at the post credit scene? Are they just kind of tease her coming back? Or, like, how are they going to do that? That's my biggest question. Right. Like, what, There's I mean, got to be think? basically a big scene where Samuel L. Jackson says, like, go home, fight your shit, 
but be ready. Yeah. Because I'm going to need you. You're probably, you're probably right. Yeah. The first thing you said with going back and like not, it's not big enough to come back, I think you nailed, hit it right on the head. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see like, is it going to, the majority of the movie, is it going to be based in the 90s and then are they going to play it in the post grade scene or are we going to get, right. you know, who knows? But I'm here for it. I'm excited. Uh, more Marvel news. Uh, Loki and Scarlet Witch will be getting their own separate TV series on the Disney streaming app uh, coming in 2019. Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen will reprise their roles for the TV adaptations. Um, will these shows work? If these are successful, will it open the door for other Marvel Marvel characters to appear on the new streaming service? Um, what other characters would you like to see? I know this is a shit ton of questions. And then also, um, do you think if it is successful, will it open up the door for the MCU to um, spill into the TV realm? Here's a lot, lot of right. chew on. Here's but. what I think why it's either going to work really well or it's not going to work at all. And it kind of depends. One, I think it's great that they're using the actual characters from the movies. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I like that more. Like one of the things I didn't like, like, um, with the DC oh, okay. was with like flash. Like, why yeah. aren't you using him? I agree. You know, like you already have these backstories set uh-huh. up, then you can just throw them into the movie. Sure. So I like that. They're actually using the characters. The only thing like I'm worried about is, do people give a fuck enough about Loki and Scarlet Witch to be like, yeah, let me watch yeah. 15 episodes of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'll like, be, I'll, I'll I don't know straight if up, they're big enough I, to I'm, carry I'm that. I'm be buying the Disney app and I'll be watching <laughs> for sure. But, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know if they're big enough. Yeah. Whereas if you're like, this would never happen, obviously. But yo, we got Captain America. Yeah. Let me let me say this. So I read like a screen rate article and it wasn't like. It wasn't news. It was more like, what if um, they were, because obviously when the deal is finalized, which it hasn't officially been done, but the Disney-Fox merger, when Disney takes hold of the X-Men, they were saying, would this streaming service be better for the X-Men to be a TV build, show yeah, to of build on TV and then maybe spill, because we already know all this shit about the X-Men. Yeah, I think X-Men works as a TV show because yeah. they have so many different one characters and then two like and, different yeah. stories they and can I, tell. I, I think it'd be better as a TV and show. And I think a, another aspect of what they were going for for this argument was like um, it, it'll be hard to throw them into the movies right now. So why don't you build them up on the TV and then when they're when it the story is ready for them to come in. You put them in the movies. Yeah, you could do that, or you could just leave them the fuck out of well, all yeah, the movies. Totally. And which the cool I part, prefer. the cool part about Marvel and this Disney app is they have the flexibility to do both right. and maybe intertwine them. So yeah, you just got to be, be careful because you don't want to piss off your movie fans that aren't going to watch the TV show. And then they're like, "Yo, what are these X Men doing here? Who the fuck are they?" For sure. Um, where you know, any chance it dilutes the quality of Marvel with the TV shit. shit. Uh, that's why I think you almost want to keep them separate, unless if you're going from movie to TV. I don't. It's hard to go TV to movie. Yeah. But I think you can go movie to TV. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, other Disney app news. Uh, I think they actually announced that it's going to be called Disney Play, which is interesting. Uh, John Favreau f- revealed the possible title and synopsis for the upcoming live-action Star Wars TV series, which will also be on the Disney Play app. Uh, Favreau posted a picture with the title The Mandalorian and said after the stories of Django and Boba Fett 
Another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travels, the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Are, yeah. Are you getting uh, long-winded? Do we need a? Do you need a bouncer? No, you're good. Okay. The, I was actually thinking like. Maybe this means we're not going to get a Bubba or Jenga spinoff. Yeah. God, true. I hope not. Which, what does the Mandalorian mean? When I first I heard... Let me look. Uh, me yeah, get, sorry to put you on blast. You, sorry to put you on blast, but... Yeah, big nice I, fucking computer right there. When I, let me <laughs> look on my little fucking phone. When I first heard this, uh, saw this title and heard this word, I guess, I thought of the... Um, and the picture, the picture came out, which made... obvious And the synopsis, I guess. It says Jango and Boba Fett, but... Um, I thought it was back in episode one when um, Qui-Gon Jinn is talking to Anakin. What, what is the word the that mini he... Mini-chlorins. Mini-chlorins. That's the yeah, word no, I... Okay, that's what I was thinking of. You're close. Actually, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> is, he, is, is it basically just mean... Uh, Mandalorians are fictional people from the planet of Mandalore. Okay. Um, first conceptualized in the Empire Strikes Back as a group of white-armored... Super Commandos. The idea developed into a single bounty hunter, Boba Fett. Um, okay, so he is that species. Although the term Mandalorian is never used in the films, um, Boba Fett inspired an extensive number of works about Mandalorians in Star Wars Expanded Universe, also known as Legends. Okay, so Boba Fett and Jango Fett are... they Their species is Mandalorian. I guess you could say that, yes. Uh, in a roundabout way. Okay. Um, I mean, does this sound interesting to you? I mean, obviously, we're Star Wars nuts, so we're going to be interested, I would think. Yes. Um, wh- what are your expectations for this? Do you, I- I'm getting more of a Rogue one vibe. I hope. Um, which is cool. Yeah. I just I hope there's some Jedi involved. Yeah. I'd like. Uh, well, let's think about it. It's in between what? It's uh, in between Empire six and seven. Right? Yeah. Yes. The the brand new one with the first. So it, it says. So Luke's the only Jedi. The fall of left, the Empire. And, Luke and Leia. And before the. You ain't getting any Jedi dog. Yeah, because they go away. Okay. Well, Sorry. wait. Well, it's wait. Wait, wait, wait. No, because. Yeah, at the end because of six? at that point. But the, at that at that point, they would build the army, right? At the end of six. No, they killed the dark side. They're like, fuck it, we're good. Yoda died. It's literally Luke and Leia. Okay. Remember, they're like, Luke, he's our only hope. And Yoda says, no, there (laughs) is one more. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, yeah, you got Luke or Leia. They ain't going to be. Leia's definitely not in it. Um, Damn. (laughs) Luke might not be in it for long. So, Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. You're not getting any Jedi. Unless you're getting some. Rando. Rando, yeah. Because you know they li- n- now the Force can be with anybody. Yeah. Thanks, Last Jedi, sure. you fucks. Better than Mini Clorans <laughs> or Mandalorians, whatever you Mandalorians. think Mandalorians. Okay. You know, it'll be good. John Favreau's one of the best in the game. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he basically started the, you know, um, not started, but he was one of the big reasons of uh, the Avengers the whole thing blew up and kind of came together. Yeah, he's the creator of Iron, Iron Man, Man, right? Yeah, and he yeah. did the first Avengers movie, so. Sure. He's good. Cool. Uh, let's skip the Emmys. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, the Emmys went down. Game of Thrones won Best Drama Series. whoop de doo Cool. Um, this is kind of, you want to talk about Superman H- Henry Cavill? Seville. 
Is it Seville? Henry Seville, hundred percent. Okay. I don't know if hundred percent, but like ninety eight percent. Ninety eight percent. Okay. If um, it's Cavill, I'd be extremely disappointed. Okay. Either way, I, no, I don't think we need to. Nothing's really happened, right? Yeah, it, has, quit. It, has, it hasn't been official. Yeah. So we'll report, talk about it was official. Reports came out that he would be out you as Superman. You don't need me to rant about DC right now. Yeah. I'm a little tired. It's been a long week. True. It's been a long episode. You, you it has been a long episode. You don't want me to go off on DC right. right now. We do it all the time anyway. <laughs> uh, let's just kind of blow over. We don't have to talk about House of Cards, but the popular film category has been removed by the Oscars due to backlash. Um, I remember we talked about this in a other podcast. I yeah. did not know this. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's kind of fucking what hilarious. The fuck? I know. Like, Why would you back? If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't really cowards. happy. I wasn't happy that they did do it, but the fact they pull it off just makes it fucking funny as hell. Um, yeah, whatever. So that, I just thought, wanted to point that out. That was kind of funny. Um, we can briefly, briefly do sports. Some of these are kind of dated now, but um, let's save the big one for about, last. Save the big one for last. Okay. MLB playoff updates. We got Dodgers, Brewers, and Red Sox, Astros, almost at Angels. NFL update. <laughs> uh, Who are we rooting for? Do you care about MLB now that the Cubs are out? I just don't really want the Dodgers to win, I yeah. guess. I feel like I'm probably Go rooting AL. for the Astros. Go AL, yeah, I guess. Either Astros or Red Sox. I'm, I'm rooting for the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely skip the next one. Um, yeah, okay. Um no, that was football. Let's just get to McGregor. Okay, cool. Uh, let's talk about McGregor, Khabib. Um, I'm not a big UFC guy, but you invited me over to the crib to watch it. Uh, appreciate you. Um, the fight itself. The card itself the was card pretty itself. good. The, the fight before was fucking crazy where the big white Russian tall no, dude. No, that was two fights before. Oh, the fight was? before that was uh, Showtime oh, right. Pettis versus uh, Ferguson. Yeah. And that one was crazy. They that were one. punching each other. There was blood oh, everywhere. Blood. You're right, you're right, you're right. So that fight was fucking nuts. But the fight before with the Black Beast uh, was something it, special. His balls were hot. Yeah. He, Best post-fight post interview yeah, That was by far the greatest. Um, <laughs> but, man, like he was just getting the shit kicked out of him. And he landed one punch and put that motherfucker Literally out. with 20 seconds left yeah. in the match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that shit was the crazy. Best, the best one was when Rogan was like, you're like the number two contender. You've won like nine of ten. Uh, do you want the championship fight against DC? He's like, man, I just want to sit my black ass down and do some cardio. <laughs> Fuck what you're talking about. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> as hell, man. <laughs> Fuck what you're talking about. Yeah, that shit was comedy. That was funny. But he, yeah, no, so the, the whole card was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, entertaining. Yeah, absolutely entertaining. Great fights, great characters. Um, and then the McGregor could be right. I, I want to look up real quick what the actual ended up for pay per view totals. I meant to look Ooh, it up right like now. like money wise or yeah, like how many they did. Oh, okay. I just you take you take it. Yeah, in terms of the fight itself, I don't really know a lot about UFC, but um, basically, um, would you say Khabib kind of dominated? Wow, they did just under two point four million. Is that good or bad? That's really fucking good. Okay. Um, would you say Khabib dominated? I mean, it felt like he kind of controlled let's, let's, oh, the Real fight. quick, real quick. Real quick. Just got to do these stats. All right. A typical pay-per-view is around 470,000 views. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. The most notable from a business standpoint, the figures break down at around 1.9. Um, so, like, really big fights are usually right around just under 2 million. So, this one did... 
two point four. Um, the previous company record was one point five million, uh, which was McGregor versus Nate Diaz. Um, man, I wanted to see. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, I wanted to see if they would actually do like a revenue thing from it. I mean, it was like what seventy, bu- damn near seventy bucks, seventy times. Yeah, that's that's wild. A lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but anyway, so would you? So say yeah. So coming into the fight, Khabib was actually the favorite. Uh, okay. Khabib was, I think, twenty six to zero coming into the fight. I mean, he's just a mauler. He's he's a ground and pound. He's a wrestler. Get you down. Beat the shit out of you. Basically, make you want to quit. Yeah, which um, ironic because that's what right. he made McGregor um, do. You know, so he put a, what was a, it? What a, was the move called that he basically jumped on his back at the very end and made McGregor uh, tap out? Yeah, naked, tap out. Rear naked, naked choke. Okay, yeah. And it, I mean, it wasn't fun to watch, but the dude was just on him. Oh, just he just made him. Yeah, he grinded him down. He had the, the right hand that caught Connor that knocked his ass down. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one. He threw the big right hand yeah, 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 and yeah. knocked Connor down. Uh, that was really unexpected. Connor just didn't look sharp. He he didn't have that. You couldn't tell that any of his punches were really landing solidly. On he Khabib. looked more like he was just there to talk shit, honestly. Right. Like he so, kept flopping his arms around. Right. Did you hear? So there was actually, say, picked up on Mike. I don't know if you saw this video. When, at the end of round two, when McGregor was on the ground, Khabib was just punching the shit out of him. And I was like, it looked like he was going to knock him out in round two. Okay. Remember when McGregor was laying down and Khabib was just wailing yeah. on him? So Khabib actually said, why no talk? <laughs> Why no talk? You want to talk now? Uh, okay. And so then at the end of round two, when they stood up, they actually caught Connor standing up and saying, "It's just business." <laughs> Which, wow. So that's the weak as fuck, bro. Yeah, he held out. He held out for wow. sure. Uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, the fight in itself—that's weak as fuck. Khabib, I'm totally off the UFC <laughs> now. What the fuck? Khabib, Khabib definitely dominated the fight. Uh, Connor did win round three, um, but it was close. But after so let's let's just get we to it. We gotta so talk about the Khabib. Mike Khabib chokes man. Connor out. McGregor taps three separate times. Finally, the third one, Herb Dean, the ref, is like, "Okay, it's over." Khabib doesn't get off. So Herb Dean like had to like push Khabib off. Khabib stands over him, starts talking shit. It looks like he spit on him from one angle. Okay, and then one of McGregor's guys was like talking shit as they were like walking away or whatever. Khabib throws his mouthpiece. Khabib goes over and starts well, talking shit. Well, yeah, he like points at him, right? Right. And then the and octagon. Like, threw his mouthpiece. Yeah. And then Khabib literally jumps over the octagon, jumps into the crowd, and starts trying to like punch. Pulls a Ron Artest. Yeah. And start like trying to fight all of McGregor's guys. And then it's just chaos and Fucking chaos. And then you see one of Khabib's guys tries to leave the octagon to go get Khabib. And actually, we didn't never saw this angle until like way late. Listen, I was up to like three a.m. <laughs> watching this shit. That's funny. So there's an angle where one of Khabib's guy jumps up to like get on top of the octagon and try to jump into the crowd to get Khabib, and Connor actually swung at him. Oh, really? Yeah, Connor missed. But anyway, so then they pull Connor down, and then like two of Khabib's guys like try to punch Connor, mm-hmm. and then one of Khabib's guy actually jumps in and punches Connor in the back of the head. Jesus. So it was just fucking Crazy. chaos, and this is all happening live. Yeah, I. You, your dog jumped up because I was yelling at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, was what the out, fuck? Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> I jumped up like, what? Someone here? <laughs> yeah, that, that was 
I've never seen anything like that. Like even in the NBA, that was I mean that one was wild. But this one's like professional wrestling, where it's like if they connected on just like imagine me and you were in Vegas that night, went to the fight, and all of a sudden, oh, there's Khabib, and he like swung and accidentally hit. I mean, we'd be knocked the fuck out. Oh yeah. So like he could have done some serious damage. So. Here's the big question, though. So is it an L for the sport, or will it, in the long term, be good because it gets eyes on the sport? Yeah, no, it's definitely a good thing for the sport, man. Okay. So many people talk. I mean, that's all anybody talked about for, like, the next three or four days. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely, definitely a good thing. They'll do a rematch on this, man, and I don't know if they'll get 2.4 mil, but, um, man, they'll get a lot. Yeah, Khabib is just – a different animal because he takes this. It's like his religion, right? Like, yeah, he, no, it's all personal for him. Yeah. It's not game. It's not. He said, "I'm you know, down on the fact that uh, McGregor said hey, it's just business." Hey, Fuck I, that. I think he was just getting his ass kicked. And he maybe, was like, I mean, maybe. Fuck but, this. God damn, that's annoying. McGregor's already called for the instant rematch. Uh, yeah, I saw he tweeted or he posted on yeah, Instagram like, "I'll be Dana, back." Yeah, he called Dana White, asked for a rematch. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was fun to watch, so you have to admit. That oh, it, so it was very entertaining, for sure. The whole car, sure. car was great. Yeah, it was good. Good, good shit. All right, well, it was a long podcast. We thank you for sticking around. If you don't watch this in one sitting, you're a fraud. <laughs> yeah. Now, we won't hold it against you. As long <laughs> as you get all the content in, you know, take a little break. It's all good. But uh, we got pr- a month's worth of content. That's why Exactly. So for real. That's why it was long. So, hopefully, uh, life won't get in the way and we'll be able to kind of come back in shorter spurts. A little bit more consistent. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so it'll be fun. Halloween party coming up at the at the podcast studio's house. That's right. Um, so it'll be fun. We'll have to update you the next podcast. But uh, it was fun. Your, your latest on music, movies, TV, and sports. I'm Trey Lessio, the dawn of entertainment. Alongside Brandon Ogden Consigliere. This is Are You Entertained? And we will be back for more. Stay safe.